0: Previously on Martini Giant. Uh, Heineck scale, which is Close Encounters of the First, Second, Third. And I think that they've extended it to like Seventh Kind, which is like, you know, get married and have kids with an alien kind of. <laughs> That's like <laughs> exactly. sharing your Twitter you, handle. You, you
1: split a timeshare with an alien. <laughs>
0: Split that's, a timeshare. That's, so, that's five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> if
1: you are splitting a timeshare anywhere in the Poconos or up in Tahoe, that is the eighth kind. And that's very rare to get. But people have done it. The one with me, Putin, Nancy shot me in the backyard. It was like perfect match. I was like, oh, my God, that's me. And that's kind yeah. of like my chest. And maybe I should do a Putin-Eric chest comparison. In it. <laughs> right? For Instagram. Like, I have nipples like Putin. Who has ever said that? My nipples are like Putin's nipples. Chardonnay Chardonnay with Xanax equals good podcast.
0: Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 48, which is the 1949 film I Shot Jesse James by Samuel Fuller. Available for free if you have the Criterion channel as a streaming uh, uh, network. So it's a really good film. And the pairing with that film is The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Uh, No, the director isn't Robert Ford. The director is Andrew Dominic. The title is The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. That's the title of the film. And it is from 2007. It is the worst title in the world for arguably one of the best films I've ever seen. And I'm not even kidding when I say that. I was shocked how good this film is. It uh, stars Brad Pitt, Casey Affleck, Samuel, Sam Rockwell, Jeremy Renner, and many, many more. Uh, and it is available also uh, free on streaming if you have Hulu or HBO Now or HBO Max. Um, really good film. A really good film. The worst title ever. I would never have seen this film because of that title. A marketing disaster. But absolutely incredible, incredible film. Uh, and this was a Eric Sheeley suggestion because he was watching... Uh, a bunch of uh, noir and western collection on Criterion Channel, so it was really, really cool to see that. Anyway, uh, speaking of uh, the our three of us, we ended up recording this podcast actually in person in my backyard, where I was getting frustrated with some of the audio and latency issues with the podcast. As you guys remember from the last one we posted, it just got really hazy in terms of cutting out and all this problems. So uh, we decided we can all stand, you know, nicely apart from each other and record it in my backyard, which we did. There's plenty of noise going around, there's helicopters and everything, but uh, it still sounds pretty good. I don't think, um, I don't think it's too bad. Uh, we have since uh, gone back to uh, recording things uh, remotely, but we have fixed uh, the audio problems and the streaming problems, which is much, much better. So, go back to that later. Anyway, on to the podcast. I Shot Jesse James from 1949 and The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford from 2007.
2: Alright. Very, very nice. You guys good? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Feeling solid.
0: Uh Hey, look, our waveforms look nice and solid. and Clean. Good.
2: We're all talking at the same time. Yes. It's exciting.
0: This is a big difference. <laughs>
2: it's nice. Presence is nice. Alright, hold on. I had a glass.
0: The thing is, I didn't sort of plan, like, how much... Impromptu stuff I could have on this backyard table, but hold on. yep, this is
2: all good. I think this is lovely. Thanks for putting through uh, putting the work in on the setup.
0: Yeah. Well, there's there's two things. One is I was obviously getting frustrated with trying to deal with audio, and two is I'm, I I really miss you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I really miss you guys. i was saying, Eric,
2: that literally, you guys are the first human beings that I know that I have seen in five months. I, really? I haven't left the house in about five months
0: you have not left the house in five months so you really have been a bear in hibernation yes in in fact
2: wow Wow. my family and i've gone to the bank down the street a couple of times
0: that's it wow what was it like driving uh it was
2: it was like slightly less than normal like it was like no but how
0: did it feel
2: oh it was great to drive out this far man oh man i feel like i'm a cross-country trek right now i know it's pretty crazy
0: I got so I had to drive to the office from Burbank, right, Mm -hmm. to get all this extra equipment to make sure we can record back here, right. And it's a what was it yesterday? Tuesday. So Tuesday it was a Tuesday at nine a.m. Tuesday nine a.m. Driving from Burbank to Culver City, Uh twenty-eight minutes. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Wow.
2: Some upsides. <laughs> Some miles upsides. Think about that, because yeah. yeah.
0: that's normally an hour and fifteen-minute drive. Yeah, that is. A, uh, <laughs> uh,
2: that's a. There's like obviously lots of bad things we can say about COVID, but uh, I I do wish that we would reconstruct our uh, our daily lives to
1: have commutes like that. It's a it's a different feeling.
0: It it is. No. It I is. wonder
1: what at the end of this all. Or whenever it comes but like how many people or companies will say just work at home uh, you're actually more efficient working at home than
0: i think a lot of people are going to be more efficient at home i actually think it's going to shift the entire work structure yeah yeah and i think there's going to be massively reduced office space mm-hmm.
1: commercial real estate's going to crash
0: yeah and it and it should yeah no i why, think why so. why if if why should, I, why should I go to work if I'm better at home?
1: Oh, right. no. It's just that the people who own the commercial real estate will probably get subsidies from the government or it will be a crash You because know, there's a oh, lot of leverage oh, debt. Oh, on that.
0: Oh, my God. The, 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 the commercial real estate is going through the same junk bond thing that the 2008 people were doing oh, yeah, with, sure. with, yeah. with residential. Yep. So and
1: Amazon a, is like the boot that is holding the neck and just kicking them in the head, just a little extra. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't want to get too. Let's do it. Buses. Let's go down that rabbit hole. No,
0: four-hour no. podcast. No, no, we don't want to do that. Can, I'm, I'm also. I'm
2: ready to do it. I don't have anything else going on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, are you guys comfortable? Is this good? This is great. What's I'm ready sunshine? to take a I nap. nap. I mean, this is so nice. Um, yeah, you guys are going to see the, the nice sunset that we have here. Yeah, it's, I can't it's wait. It's a beautiful sunset. So, um, but I do want to say, okay, let's talk about the movie. Um, we're talking about. Hold on a second. It was, it is, a f- I cried.
2: Oh, with the um, the pet one. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: This is one holy of, yeah. shit.
2: Yeah, I, I've seen this countless times. I was sobbing today, sobbing, actually sobbing, like I, I couldn't, I couldn't even walk walk out of the room.
0: Well, let's just, I, it is, it has to be one of the most underrated films I've ever seen. This, yeah. this is
2: my all time. No, this is no one has time. ever seen this movie all time, and, and I don't even.
0: It's like a
1: really deep, profound, and uh, days of heaven. Yes, exactly. It's like it's yeah. so beautiful but i i kind of like,
0: it's like how does this the the sadness and the acting and the cinematography brady was behind me mm-hmm. for like cuz i was watching it you know just you know a couple hours ago going over it again and watching it and then he was kind of like going crazy and stuff like that and he just kind of stopped behind me and i saw his reflection mm-hmm. in the back of my screen and he and he, and i and I was like can you help me? Do you have a question, Brady? And goes, you know, like this is really beautifully shot. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> it's, I this mean, is Brady's beyond. reaction. Yeah, it's like like yeah, It's Roger. Well, it's Deacon. it's Roger Deakins, who's yeah.
2: obviously one of the most famous film. Like I, I would I would throw out there that yeah, like there because there are there are comparably beautifully shot movies like Days of Heaven is a great sure. comparison, right? Um, but uh, me, oh, one of my all-time favorites yeah. right there um but uh who we'll else shot close encounters which we is my favorite though he's Deakins. Is so beautiful Unso- well the thing that puts deacons over but the he top has that, for me he
0: has that lens they keep using oh yeah it doesn't work with the other lenses the one oh, yeah. with all the chromatic aberration yeah, well, he, the and 40. he only
2: uses that for the for when it backs out to the sort of historical moment yeah it's like, it's, it's almost it's, a chapter header
0: it's 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 supposed to look like a like an old... An old-timey look. Right.
2: Right. And that's when the narrator comes in, and that's when, like, they sort of distance you and put you in this strange sure. position, right? Sure. And it, that's when it call it, like, slow motion and all this other stuff happens. Hold on, hold
0: on, hold on. Let's actually just back up a little bit. What we're movie get, were we talking about? Exactly. <laughs> These are, this is a double feature. Yes. It's another double feature, which is great. I love our double feature things. I love the fact that we're going back and forth and we're finding mm-hmm. great comparisons. And this was an Eric one. Yeah. Great call. Great call two great movies two great movies so eric has uh correct me if i'm wrong you had been getting into criterion channel
1: i did the western noir so i watched all the uh f- films in the western no- noir series yeah so i watched all the westerns like
0: like what uh, kinds of westerns were you watching
1: oh man they were uh there was the here, I'm, I'm both the names for you. yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm bad with names, dude. Yeah,
2: this is too good. This list is just insane. But
1: the uh... the two Robert Mitchums were spectacular. Yeah, I'm a big yeah. and fan. Um, there was a Sturgis one. Uh, there was one was almost like a really great version of um, Ocean's Eleven or something, <laughs> or Mad 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 World. Right. You know, like out in the
0: was it comedy.
1: No, it was just that they meet in a diner, or meet right. in a, co- a poker place, and they realize the gold is out there, so they all run out there together. Yeah, the list
2: um, for Western Noir is uh, uh, Blood on the Moon. Awesome. Which is great. Um, that's, that's one of the Mitchum ones. Um, uh, Station West. Awesome. The Walking Hills.
1: That's the one with the, the hijinks in the desert. Right, right. After Lust for
2: Gold. Awesome. The are not, not quite as good Rancho Notorious.
1: I don't like Rancho Notorious. Not the, the name sounds like a steak menu item. <laughs>
2: Rancho Notorious. <laughs> I get the steak.
1: Whenever I'm in Nevada, I get the Rancho Notorious. Oh, it's so, so delicious. Good. Get it medium and yeah. ask for Rick, Ricky, okay? <laughs> He's the head griller, and he is so nice. And extra
2: scalloped potatoes. Scallop potatoes. on the so, side. So yeah. nice, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, the Naked Spur, which is a classic. Yeah. Absolutely classic. Uh, man with a Gun. Good. Violent Men. Men of violent the West. Violent Men was great. Yep. Uh, and uh, Day of the Outlaw. All these are highly recommended, but the topper on all this is one that we've chosen for today. I shot Jesse James, directed by Sam Samuel Fuller. Fuller, who was a favorite of mine. Yes. And this is his first film. This is so his first I, actual I, feature.
0: I, uh, I shot Jesse James was it's Samuel Sam Fuller's Fulton. first, first movie. film. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, I hadn't seen either of these films.
2: Perhaps. The other one we are pairing this with is virtually the same movie. It is the
0: same It movie. is not the same movie. <laughs> it like is the not same, the same not a,
1: movie. Not even close to the same it movie. It is the same movie. But like all the, all the plot on, beats on. are the oh, same oh, thing. Yeah, right. It's, it's the, the, the same same movie. story. It's the same story, the same, say. No, no. It's the same movie.
2: Like And clearly, okay, the director can, can of this new this other film loves I Shot Justin
1: Yeah, because it's clearly... They're
0: both love stories. It's one of them. One of them. One of them is the story of I shot Jesse James. And the other one is what if we told it from a different point of yes. view? It turn, <laughs> turns it around
2: and then incredible. And the thing is like, I think that the reason but why the, the basis, the, sorry, Oh, we're just going to say the, the assassination of Jesse James, by the coward Robert Ford is the other movie that we're talking about today,
0: which is the problematic title. And if it had, <laughs> it had, if it had a title like I shot Jesse James or something like that, it would have done, it better. would have been yeah. like Titanic level. Yes. Like it, people there is would have no excuse talked,
2: for this movie not to be known by everyone on the. By theater. everyone on the fucking planet, <laughs> it is so good. Yes,
0: it is so so good. Yes, it, it is. I mean, I mean, Schindler's List looks like you know, yeah, the, this is, like 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 the, the 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 what's the 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 Zoltan comedy <laughs> yeah, film yeah, right. compared to <laughs> right. this other movie.
2: This this movie, I will, I'll just say it up front. Like this movie is. No like this is uh, of my very favorite films. This is of of my top 5 or 6 favorite films of all time. It's and so good. I like so it beats out The Godfather. It beats out Godfather 2. It beats out like this is like, this movie I've seen it I have some problems I, with I, it and I'm going to get into sure. that. But this this movie the like the like it is a heartbreaking movie. It is a slow-paced film. Uh it's a beautiful movie. Uh but the saddest thing about it is that Nobody has seen this.
0: <laughs> That's the saddest part of this movie.
2: Yeah. Blows my mind. But it does make an excellent pairing with I Shot Jesse James. Uh, and watching the two of them together was particularly powerful.
0: That's the thing, right? So I was sitting there. Uh, Eric, Eric made these suggestions. Uh, and like Eric said, I'm terrible with names. He got completely the name of the second movie completely wrong. So I was like, what the fuck am I, I supposed I would seen to it
1: before. It? I just, I'm <laughs> not good with names. Yeah,
0: no, it's fine. I Shot Jesse James. Watched it. Mm-hmm. It was on Criterion. Got it right, mm-hmm. and then you said the ballad of Jesse James is what he called it. <laughs> <laughs> the ba- the ballad, the which ballad. is not as like oh that's funny, and it's like it's not that. But then I I watched although, although the ballad
2: singing is key in both. So movies. so
0: then I called Eric and I said okay that's what what, it, I, was what thinking. Is... I was thinking yeah, of Nick exactly. Cave. So exactly. I right. was like what or or or. or the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is <laughs> exactly too. which is amazing. So, so
1: I just s- because Nick did the music for it, I, yes. I just always associated Absolutely. Nick And he was in it, and, and he sings. Yes, yes, yes. And, yep. yes, and yep.
0: he's a singer. And like, and I'm actually even thinking about the beginning of the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Might as well be the same character from these two the the the, 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 the minstrel from yeah, these two movies right exactly because the minstrel plays a part in both of these movies right, right. and that scene is in both of these movies yes now we'll, we'll here's into, what you do but anyway so i watched and you told me specifically watch what order to watch them in and i did that order and i'm thanking you for that mm-hmm. and i would recommend anyone who is going to watch these films to do it in that specific? Order. I would do
1: it the first Sam Fuller. Mm-hmm. Here, here is the Eric. This is I watched both twice, and then what I did is in the middle of it, I watched Sam Fuller, I watched, uh, I shot Jesse James and the, uh, you know,
0: the, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, the the assassination of Jesse James oh. by the coward John Ford. Ford, which is a really bad. Title.
2: Well, I think it's a great title, but uh, only if it's a short story. It's a great title.
1: Looks great it, on a poster, but right? As a,
2: a, as a as a film, it's a marketing disaster. And it's a that's, marketing
1: that's disaster. No. Yeah. but in the middle of that, I watch Buffalo Sixty Six. <laughs> yeah. the, the amazing thing is, though, the Robert Ford character in the Sam Fuller, his voice. If you go back and watch that, just like if he's talking to um some friends at the table his brother mm, right. in the in the black and white one he sounds like vincent gallo to oh the, yeah yeah to yeah. the t like it. yeah, true and i All was bad like bad. oh my god he look, he's vincent gallo vincent mm. gallo is like that character in buffalo 66 yep. in a way like you know trying to get legit and trying to you know yep. get and he forces it and there was something about it. i was like god there's two identical characters that's yeah, true and,
2: and yeah ireland is really really good in in that movie. Uh, who? Uh, the guy who plays uh, Ford. Yeah, what
1: was his name? Uh, John Ireland, I think. Amazing. Yeah. But he, right. he sounds... Vincent Gallo sounds like him. Yeah. But You're talking about
0: the 49 version. 49, 49. version.
1: Right. You watch that, and if you just turn your head, it sounds like Vincent Gallo. Right.
0: Really? I mean, I was like, wait a minute. It, I thought... Yeah.
1: Because
0: <laughs> I did it back... To, I watched the, two. But you know then, who was... Who was the best performer in that movie to me? What's up? Because they're... It's very 1949, mm-hmm. very like overacting. Bah, 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 you know, High theatrical.
1: speed, uh, over the over the mountaintop, the horses. Right, which was probably over but here.
0: But the best <laughs> the best performance in terms of subtle emotion was right. the the girl. Oh, she she's, she's great, She's fantastic. Yeah, she's really great. She was so good. Yeah, like she kind of
2: holds the movie together.
0: She does. Yeah, and she's gorgeous. Yeah, and then, so the She's got that 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 Grace Kelly right gorgeousness to her. Yeah,
1: and some of the other movies we talked about, the, the knockouts are like Ida Lupino, the mm-hmm. Western noir, and Burl Ives is in two of those, and he is... He's a looker. Well, he is so <laughs> damn good in the one where he's... Oh, he's that, amazing.
2: Burl
3: Ives is The amazing.
1: one that I think is the Mag- Hateful Eight? Oh,
2: yeah, the, the, the one that's like Hateful Eight. Yeah. yeah, whatever the, yeah
1: Holy right. moly. Yeah,
2: it's great. Burl Ives, man, you know, for most audience members, will only know Burl Ives as the Ruff. snowman who announces Rudolph the Red-Nosed right here. <laughs> But Burl Ives is a great actor. Um, right. And, uh, and and it is featured in uh,
3: film. This is Western this art.
0: is so so I've been thinking about it, like, how are we going to talk about this? Because. The thing is, um, it's the same story. Oh, yeah. It's basically the same story told two different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and. The in the first story. The first act is most of the last story. <laughs> right. Right. And in the last story, the last act is most of the first. Yeah, it's movie, true. It's right? an interesting swap. So the here's the general thing that happened. Jesse James, as we know, mm-hmm. was a gangster and was out there and committed a bunch of robberies, a bunch of murders, etc. Did a lot of bad things. Did a lot of bad things. Yeah. Somehow he had been romanticized as a Robin Hood mm-hmm. in some way. Right. In popular history. And this is in popular, popular history. So we're going to just talk general history facts. Yeah, right? I mean, along the I'm same gonna, lines. I'm like going to tell a story. John
2: Dillinger this, had this happen to him as
0: well. Right. I'm going to tell a story that basically covers uh, both. Kato, bo- as well. bo- <laughs> Kato Both. Both. Uh, both. The yeah. general story that covers <laughs> both films and then talk about how both films right. told that story differently. Right. Uh, he had a bunch of people in his gang the Mm -hmm. Jesse gang Mm -hmm. and he had obviously the 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 James gang which was his family but he also had the Ford Joe Walsh the Ford people that were part of it as well right and what happened was one of the people the youngest of the Ford family members Mm -hmm. Robert Ford um, got figured out that he could get amnesty from uh, uh, from all the crimes that he had committed mm-hmm. if he turned in Jesse James. Right. And so he knew that he could never turn in Jesse James because he's too dangerous. So he shot him in the back yep. while he was uh, fixing dust- a picture. Dusting oh, yeah. a, picture a picture on the wall. Yep. In his own house. Right. And um And he
2: goes on to become quite famous for this. And he
0: became famous for it to the point where he went on stage and reenacted this is how I shot Jesse James.
2: Which is one of the most bizarre things I have ever heard the in my life.
0: Weirdest fucking thing yeah. I've ever heard. So he well, goes It's called on marketing. Sp- <laughs> exactly. And, and and basically goes on stage doing that performance.
2: Recreating this assassination with his with his brother. Uh, uh, on stage over like, and over again over
0: and over again, about eight hundred times this about eight hundred times um, um, he he also ended up getting shot by someone else, and the way that he gets shot is told very differently
2: in those two movies in
0: those two movies
2: and in fact, I would say that that this is the most indicative like there 's two things that are that are the key differences between these two movies, and they are the Singer, confrontation. Yes, and the the person that shot him, the person that shoots him, and the portrayal of the person that shoots him, Uh, uh, shoots Robert Ford. That is,
0: and who is the name of the person that shot Robert Ford?
2: Uh, That is O O O Kelly Kelly. The the, the real the in well in in the in the black and white one it it is simply Kelly. In the um, in assassination of Jesse James by the fire Robert Ford, it is O Kelly, which is the actual name. Right. It was short, and, shortened for the 1940s. And in
0: the, there is a much longer story in the right. first version right. of the story that makes Kelly a hero. Yes. Yeah. And in the second one, he's just out for fame and glory. Yes.
1: Kelly? Yeah. No, he did it because he felt it was the
0: right thing to do. No, because he was out like... Oh, went, in the in, in, this, th- in the new one,
2: he is exactly like Robert Ford was. Right, right. Uh, but in the old one, he is like they are both kind of heroic in that movie to me in the in the fuller version, because like uh, Robert Ford is, um, is a kind of a hero in that film, uh, and then Ke- Kelly is sort of doing him almost a favor uh, by putting him out of his misery because uh he someone like ford as he's portrayed in that movie just can't live in the world like it doesn't he doesn't work in this world but ford is not represented as a bad person he's rather represented as sort of an outsider who nobody can really work or live with because he lives too true to what he wants and that i think connects to samuel fuller <laughs> like i think that that movie is about samuel fuller and mm-hmm. samuel, samuel fuller's point of view on the world and uh, if people uh, I don't know if the audience knows too much about Sam Fuller, Sam Fuller made some of the most memorable movies mm-hmm. of all time uh, and he's a s- big sloppy, strange incredibly emotional filmmaker and this is his first movie and it's a very studio movie it and, is a
1: little, yeah. he was a tabloid wasn't he like a writer for he, was
2: a, he, was a, he worked. yeah he worked in journalism right? and he was like a, a copy boy uh, uh, but he was also in World War II Right? Yeah, It was super formative for him. And if you ever see interviews with this dude, like he is a character yeah. out of your, you know, out of your dreams. He's like, this is blah, 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 blah. Like he's yeah. so energetic and so passionate about everything. And everything that comes out for me out of Ford's mouth in uh, the 49 version is, sounds like uh, he is a surrogate for what Fuller really believes. Like, this dude believe, like, doesn't, like, doesn't think very much of Jesse James, does believe in loving this woman, uh, and he's trying to make these decisions that are true to what he believes in, and the, everything just sort of falls apart for him anyway. And, uh, and I think that that's Fuller's vision of how he worked in the film industry. You know, He was just like, he was a, a loudmouth that said really weird, aggressive stuff all the time. And he became not more marginalized, but he definitely was way up the spot. By yeah. the time he makes shot Quarter, he's way I, I
1: kind of see it like, I, I saw the 49 version. He was an outsider, but he was an outsider who wanted his stake in, you know, he, he said, if I take that $10,000, I'll get a farm and she'll go away with me. Right. And so he was an outsider trying to be normal. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um... The uh, what's his uh, Casey Affleck was I really on the second by the second viewing I was like he was very much like um, Hink, who shot Lennon Hinckley Hinckley it, was it Hinkley? Yeah or Hinkley shot Reagan
2: No it's um no it's Mister Hinckley shot Yeah maybe I'm wrong I'm, Yeah I'm, I'm, but the yeah, guy that right.
1: shot Lennon Yeah and there was a very much like it was both a love story because he was in love with her mm-hmm. he was a, he was a strange guy or an outcast who. Was like this is the way I'll be normal, mm-hmm. and it iron, ir- irony is that as soon as he killed him, she didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah, right. and um, so it was that love story. But Casey Affleck, there was he was pretty much in love with him as well, well. mimicking him right. and doing that. And it's almost like for me, I felt like. Brad Pitt, towards the end, where he looks in the glass mm-hmm. and he doesn't do oh anything. My God. He knows that he's going to get it. was oh. almost like, I know you're going to do this. Yeah. It was like suicide. Yeah. Let's see. And, this. and he was, there was, I early. really invoked a lot of Lennon with yep. a lot of his fans. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he, it didn't matter. Um, it wasn't, it was a love, but he felt like, I love this person so much, I must kill him. Right. Yeah. Right. not I'm in love with her right. and if I do this we can run off together and I'll be normal and have a perfect life
2: right and because like with um, Aff- I think Affleck is incredible in this movie and I think that like his he is so romanced by what he believes Jesse James to be he's bought in wholesale into the myth of Jesse James and he's living his life wrapped around the idea of the myth of Jesse James because in some way this saved him because he is actually Robert Ford is a very awkward unlikable nerd
1: he was the youngest of them all, as he right. said. Right. And treated he badly by tra- all of Treated them. badly, all of got, yeah, and right. lied to because uh, they just kind of candy-coated everything.
2: Right, and, and then he, so he has this vision of who Jesse James is that's entirely formed by media that he's read about Jesse James, uh, and he w- comes to worship him, but when he interacts with the actual Jesse James, he's more and more disappointed in this person, right? And like because that guy's a real person. He's not a myth. He's an actual guy. And uh and Jesse himself feels more and more trapped
0: well by
2: but, w- by the by everyone's vision of who he is. So so
1: but, uh, here's the thing. He also right? becomes godlike so, at the end. So so
0: here's the thing, yeah, right? Yeah. When you when you think about it, like
1: nineteen
0: forty nine it is I say it. Way more black and white. Good mm-hmm. guy, bad guy, good guy, bad guy. Right? right. There is subtlety in terms of Robert Ford. Mm -hmm. In terms of is he a good guy or a bad guy? Absolutely. After you you watch this, right? Right. You watch him progress through this story. It's the same story, right? But you but really, Jesse James, black and white, Mm -hmm. is seen as a hero. Yeah. Right. That Robert Ford shot. Because he loved the woman yeah, right, and wanted the money and the amnesty to marry her and have a life with her. Right. Right. So he wants to be free. of. It. He shot. Right. He shot Jesse James right. so that because he had the opportunity. He's like, if I shoot him, I'm going to be free. Right. And whatever. And he's like, no, you're an outlaw. You don't get the $10,000. Which was like a million dollars or yeah. more than back then, yeah. right? Yeah, you get 500 that's You get $500. He goes, that's enough for me to buy a fancy ring for this girl. Because right. it's all about the girl, right. right? At this point, it's like very black and white. Right. Got the girl, etc. The girl is gorgeous and she's a performer, mm-hmm. right? So I was like looking up to the actress, mm-hmm. whatever. Get that thing. But he was going to save her. He, was going, he to, was going to take her out of
1: that because he, that's why he said. You're never going to put her on stage again, right? Once I get my stuff. But what?
0: And then she, she but that's what like,
1: Casey's doing in a way. In his mind, he's like, I'm saving this guy,
0: right? Yeah, because it's, it's, like it's, he, this, it's he, this, he believes this whole thing. He right. believes the whole right. thing. But was, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. Let, let, let's focus on the on the on the, the 49 version because that movie was like, that's the thing. At which point she goes, I can't believe you shot your best friend. Right. Right. Which now turns it upside down. Suddenly, like, it's not black and white.
2: Yeah. This is the genius of the 49 version for me.
0: Right. It's right. not black and white. Right. And suddenly, now he has to spend, because that, by the way, he shoots him within, like, the first 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, just about. So Jesse James is is, is done. Right. First 15, 20 minutes. Right. And Jesse so, James is
2: represented in a, you know, sort of a uh, straightforward way.
0: Very straightforward right. way. You, know, he's, right?
2: uh, you think he's going to be the sort of main character of the movie, the way it's playing. Yep. You know, and, But he's done. But he's done. He's, and so
0: now, now basically you're dealing with Robert Ford and dealing with the consequences of him shooting Jesse James. Right. And what his life is going to be like. And his life is all about, I have to convince this girl that I'm a good person. Right. And so he's like, I got to get a job. And the job he gets is the same job that she has, which is to perform on stage.
2: Right. Same thing.
0: And... Talk about how he shot Jesse James, yep, exactly. Which is, like you said, yeah. that must have been real. It's real. It? It's real. It's totally real, and it's bizarre yeah. and disturbing. It's so yeah. depressing.
2: And the thing is, like the, because the the greatness the, like the real Samuel Fullerness of that movie. Because like I said, you know, we're, it's a, it's a very studio picture in the way it looks, right. in the way that like it's laid out. It feels like a classic western of the forties. The you know, music beats. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. All this stuff. Very. It's like it's all very well done, but it's very familiar in terms of like the period. Right. Um. But. Uh, the movie slowly turns into like because I can't even say it's the like it's not the best western of the 40s but it may be the most important western of the 40s because it takes what you think is like you're saying a black and white story and then turns it in a way that I don't know was done in any other western at all right
0: because before during the forties, it was black hats and white hats, yeah, right? easy to read, right <laughs>
2: and the thing is that like like uh when you when um, you look at uh, fuller's you know fuller 's World War II experience, like he does not feel this way about uh people like he feels like things are not black and white, things are messy uh and uh and like his vision of like like he is said like he said he 's just like you know I hate jesse James like, you know, he 's a murdering scumbag, and i 'm happy to make a movie about him getting killed. Like that's Fuller's actual point of view, right? But, um, he also doesn't believe that anybody is good. Like he doesn't believe in good guys or bad guys at all, and uh, uh, that that he goes into this movie saying, "I'm going to make you like this guy in a very traditional way, and then I'm going to make you question it right at the end," you know, and uh, right. and and it gets becomes so sort of confusing emotionally. That I don't know what it would be like to be in 19... Like, if I had had a diet of regular Westerns in the 40s, and then I came into this movie, I'd be like, that would be a revelation to me. Right. You know? Hey, an airplane. Yeah. (laughs) So,
0: uh, we are recording this podcast in my backyard, and there are airplanes and helicopters going by, so... It's all right. Deal with it, right? It's a lovely day. Lovely day.
2: We are socially distanced.
0: We are lovely we are, setup. And it's app- nice uh, appropriately socially distanced. Yeah. Yeah. Face we face. felt like the,
1: but like Casey was, Affleck's character was so uh, obsessed with all the, the, the comic books about him, mm-hmm. and once he started to know him, he was like a real person. Yep.
0: Yeah, your heroes and, die.
1: And, I think maybe, Jesse was feeling that like he reminded him what his perception of what the public thinks of him and it's waning or there's something because Casey starts to just realize particularly in the bath scene you know we should we should
0: like we're talking about the second movie now
2: well well, I'd like to make if I can go off of that for a second Uh, the connection that I think is really important to the 49 version is that
1: those beats like the the, yeah but right. the thing is, one was a gift. The other was, I'm protected. I can see behind myself, my yes. head.
2: Right, exactly. Right,
1: and uh, that amazes him. He's a godlike, very much like quickly, mm-hmm. Martin um, in Apocalypse Now when he goes to see Brando.
2: Yeah, right. And Bre- the fact that Brando knows it's coming, yeah, is important.
1: Yeah, like and the same thing important. with Brad Pitt And it yes. was like he was doing that Brando thing like, Oh my god, but they did the it with, with the, the music too The music oh god, was like
2: it's, it's, it's so wildly heartbreaking I wasn't even prepared for it today But yeah, like there's this little glance Where you go like, this is a suicide
1: it is a suicide. Like, he took his suicide. belt off. Yeah. He started to he show... Like, like, he, yeah. his, he went to church and he took his gun. He's like, yeah. why would you do that? Yeah. And he's getting more confident. But to me, it's like Lennon getting shot. Like, yeah. what's going in his mind is like the Beatles, the Beatles, the Beatles. Yeah. And then when he meets them, he gets an autograph well, from him let's, and let's, then he comes back right. four hours later and he we'll, kills
0: him. We'll get to... We'll get I, I I totally hear
1: you.
0: I think we're going to lose our audience I, if we jump I, all over the place. I, 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 hear, you I hear you one hundred percent. That like is the, why
1: it's called the ADD podcast. Hi, <laughs> welcome right. back. So like, I like asparagus the, too. Thanks for calling. So nice, <laughs> exactly.
2: The, uh, but the thing that the, the connection, and I'm this is going to be focused on 1949. The uh, the the thing that works in both movies, the same mechanism works in both movies, right? right. Which is um, Brad Pitt from the new version is. The woman from the first version. Yes, like he is entirely projecting in 1949. He is projecting a love affair that does not exist. That's right. Like
0: all oh, right, she, and he
2: doesn't
1: know how to tell him.
2: D- it, like, but that's like, why I
1: said to you when we talked the other night by telephone. Mm-hmm. You remember, I called you on the telephone device, mm-hmm. and I, so I was nice like to
0: hear you on the telephone. The <laughs> teletronic it, communications
1: it, movie it was the together. same damn movie because yeah. it's like the beats the tub scene. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, no. Brad Pitt was her. Mm-hmm. The whole infatuation thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were so many things in there that were not either they got them out, either Sam Fuller got those out of the comic books. Mm-hmm. The tub scene, mm-hmm. or the significance of it. I felt like they went to that mm-hmm. and they kind of pulled these threads and beats right. and made them kind of.
2: Well, it's interesting because, like in the in the forty nine version, the uh, that when uh, Jesse's in the tub, right, like. There is a fantastic homoeroticism to that scene. But there's a homoeroticism scene
1: where he's in the tub, too, because he's looking at him, and then he pulls the thing away and exposes his gun. And he's like, oh, Oh, he's like, I guess... Yeah, I can't fool you. You always want to step ahead. And yeah. he kinda of looks down a little bit. And then yep. he's t- and then cut to he's naked yep. in a tub in the field. And the guy it's says, the, Man, your penis is is big. <laughs> so and it's like, okay. So but that they just but they
0: pull the threads from that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. and I, I think that like there's Who directed the two thousand seven, run?
2: The two thousand seven one is um is by Andrew Dominic, who is the director that people should know the most and nobody knows who he is. He also directed a great movie called Chopper, uh, from Australia.
1: Chopper's great, uh,
2: which is a great film. And he also directed a movie that everyone hated when it first came out, but now is incredibly relevant. And uh, I'm going to go on the record: I have been championing this movie for a zillion years now. Killing Them Softly is a masterpiece. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and so, and he's also directed um, a, a, a bunch of the last season of Mind Hunters, David Fincher's show.
0: Why is he so underrated? Is he Australian?
2: He's Australian. He also did one of the saddest documentaries I've ever seen about Nick Cave, about the death of Nick Cave's son. I saw that. Yeah, and it's it's phenomenal. I mean, he's he's doing it with like about Nick Cave during.
0: I went to the the screening of that. Oh, so Nick Cave also did all the music. Yeah, with Warren Ellis,
1: and it's stunning. It's one of the best. The music for.
0: And I can't even say the name because it's so freaking like the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. That is it's such a terrible title.
2: I say it all the way through every single time. The assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Every time I insist on it,
0: <laughs> such a terrible title. <laughs> what else did he do? I Marketing wise, he did. like no. I would no. basically like you. You basically killed the movie. That Killing I, that title Killing that's that that title incredible killed the movie.
2: No, without a doubt, without a doubt. But let's not jump ahead. Let's stay on the forty nine for a minute. the The key of that the key of that film and the key of the later film is uh having a love that you cannot, like that you don't know what to how to place it. Like, you're projecting some aspect of story from yourself into the wrong place. Hmm. And in 1949, like, uh, the woman... I, I'm sorry, I don't know the actor's name. is It's particularly good, as we pointed out. She's fantastic. Like she's, really, really, and she's, she's the, the best man. part of that movie. Yeah, she's the linchpin in the movie. The guy who plays forward is also very good in a sort of, like, a very easy, casual
1: way. Very likable. In a,
0: well, he plays the confused character really well. Yeah. Like, He's got a little then,
1: bit of a New York accent, too. Yeah.
0: And, and then the guy who plays... Kelly, Kelly, yes, is very good too. He's
2: very good, very, st- and that's that's who I'm at for. Like he's a very easy, casual kind of likable presence, right? Mm-hmm. And like he's just, he's just uh you know, like he's just thought about it, and this is the way it's got to go, and I have my own interests, and this is what we're going to do, and I love you, and like it's all very sort of right. comforting and calming and stable, right? Whereas the dude uh, uh, Ireland who plays uh, Robert Ford is. Uh, a little deranged, you know. Like there's a weird edge to him all the time. Even though everything that he is saying is the stuff that normal heroes say in westerns, and his motivation is the normal heroed western motivation. Right. But he's the childlike. Fact is, that, exactly, and that like he's childlike. He's got this mystical vision of what married to this woman is going to be like, and she does not love him.
0: <laughs> like, this is clearly, just and, and not Bill, true. Brad Pitt did but not. But she feels like, trapped. She exactly. feels trapped <laughs> because exactly. because oh shit this guy's dangerous this guy's a maniac this guy's a maniac and uh i'm scared for my life right right and like i think that the
2: transformative moment of that movie for me is and the most samuel fuller that movie gets like this is the birth of samuel fuller Fuller to maria is the last 20 seconds and the last shot when she is cradling him in the street like first of all the, the gunfight is wonderful like right? uh and like the, the Kelly call shoots out. him Kelly shoots him but the call out is amazing like they go they go like they're going to do like a draw on the street you know 30 yards shoot out right. thing and um, it keeps his back to and him and he and then Kelly turns his back to him and uh, and Ford is just going you know like you know it's just trying to get him to turn around, get him to turn around. Like and Colin's so he's
0: enraged. Never shoot someone in the back, which is what he did. Yes. Yeah. Which that's the thing, right? That's why he, can't, he, do he can't do it again. He loved So, he shot Jesse James in the back mm-hmm. while he was uh, straightening a picture. Straightening a picture, mm-hmm. Which is the most cowardly thing to do. Yeah. And it's, don't shoot someone in the back. So Kelly's walking away from him, refuses to face him, mm-hmm. and Kelly knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he commits suicide him, he yep. the
1: same way though, because he approaches him and and he basically he basically gets so close to him and he allows him, by the time he turns around he's gonna get shot. Yep. And that's the same thing when, when Brad Pitt looks in the mirror.
2: Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. I mean it's the like there's a knowing quality to this. And like I think that like the using like um Kelly in the black and white version is he understands because like, Ke- Kelly is uh, in the in the black and white version, is like a um,
0: he's like a Robert Mitchum. Character. He's a,
2: yeah, he's a very stable personality, yeah. and he and he's but he's also like a kind of cynical person, right? And he's just like this is the way it is. And I think that he's thinking this fucking idiot is a he's he's a he belie- he's a romantic, right? And his tragic flaw is his romanticism, and he like I it's my job to try to talk some sense into him. Like he's got to see the. He's got to see the light. Like this isn't the story. The movie he thinks he's in, he's not in, is basically his argument. And so I will use the fact that he feels shame. He's motivated by the shame of how he killed Jesse. Um,
0: well, he relives it every.
2: He relives it every day, right? And like he's he's so motivated by it that he turns his back on him to draw him in, and then he turns around so he can confront him, like. Just man to man.
0: I actually think that the 1949 version did a really good job of conveying how shameful...
1: Yeah, it must be he gets
0: to relive this. Right. Every he gets an
1: opportunity, night. though, because at the end he said, "I loved him." Yeah, I loved and him. And then yeah. at the end, Casey Affleck says his eyes closed before he can get the last word out. Oh God! It's so Don't make me he cry. was denied.
2: <laughs> Don't make me cry. Like the, like the 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 ending scene of the follow. Is Fli- that version. Ricky
1: Jay doing the voiceover?
2: Uh, no, I'll, I have a story about this. Well, I'm going to hold it, but I have a great story about this. Um, the 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 ending of the 49 version is. Pure Fuller, like it's not shot in the same location as the shootout is. Like it's shot in a in a, in a blackout set, essentially, <laughs> and it's just the two of them posed together in this in this medium close as she's cradling his head. And I'm just like, suddenly it feels like a 1960s Samuel Fuller movie. Yeah, right. And he admits that what was actually motivating him was he loved Jesse.
3: Yeah,
2: like it's so startling. Because like the whole movie is like I love you, um, what's her face? Right. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. This is I, the
1: right thing to do in my life. I'm right. doing the right thing, right? I
2: love him, and suddenly you're just like, that's the secret love story of the movie.
1: Yeah, he, which they loved plucked, Jesse yes. yes, and yes. took all those essence and mm-hmm. made the 2007. Oh, without a
2: doubt. I mean, it's all. I mean, like clearly the Andrew Dominic loves the 49 version in exactly the same way. He's just like, there. This is they got this thing right. It feels like a. It feels like a Hollywood uh, well, 40s Western, but gonna tell the it's secretly story.
0: I'm going to tell, tell you the story in the way that is more acceptable.
2: Mm-hmm, exactly. Like, I've I rarely seen anything smuggled in so well. Was, like, you basically save that, save that punchline for the final gag of that movie. Like, I can say, like, there are better movies, there are better Westerns in the 40s. There are better Westerns overall. But for him to make a popular uh 1940s movie where he in the last gag reveals that it's a love story between these two guys that is secretly motivated the entire thing i was like that must have been like an atom bomb to watch that that must right. have been insane to yeah. see that and i'm like it's so because like i like his movies later much better shock car order uh, uh uh what's it so uh something south street whatever the one that one is with uh woodmark um uh, uh big red one the long oh, yeah. version of big red one um white dog like all these really intense crazy movies um but he's trying and uh, 40 guns 40. right, oh, right? Yeah. like all this stuff but early on he's trying to be a studio guy and then he breaks away like even in the first movie he starts breaking away from that and you can't stop him like that guy is so full of manic uh yeah. energy it's just insane and that and the last last five minutes of i shut jesse james are like the home run for me like that's it's so good and then it's suddenly great absolute yeah. cherry on the sunday cherry on the sunday movie for me
0: it's really good i so so i i i was i really 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 appreciate eric's suggestions like watch the first one mm-hmm because I think if I watched them the opposite way, it would have been not it did, yeah, it. Right. wouldn't make sense. This gives it good context. It gave me good context. And yes, you have that very 1940s acting sure. that goes on it's a, it's
2: a 40s studio picture. It's a 40s studio picture. And, and, yeah. And, and not in a bad way. It's course, a very, very enjoyable yeah. movie.
0: It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, a it's secret, short. Great movie. It, but the plot moves along. Mm-hmm. Like, bump, bum, 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 yep. bump, 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 You're going to get the story. You're going to get the story. Move yep. on. Like, right? It's all like there. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's a love story. There's a girl. There's a thing. And there's conflict. And it's really good. The conflict. Yep. The conflict is very well executed mm-hmm. for a film of that time. Yep.
2: Extremely it's, well. It's super tight. Like, uh, everything is like, everything. It's like, it's so small <laughs> and sharp and it comes together really well. Right.
0: Good film, really, really good. Good film, good film. and but it does have, it it has Hollywood all over it.
3: Yeah,
2: and right? in fact, like there there are other westerns for people that are getting into western noir. Like I would actually look at the Mitchum movies first. Mitchum, yeah, which yeah. are like I think on the surface just more deeply, sort of savory and and, and enjoyable in that way. Um, He's almost
1: an anti-hero, too. Yeah, the way he is, and he, he just is like a really kind of. Um, Disturbed John Wayne, yes, in the yeah. under the skin kind of way. Yeah. he's you know, like, like,
2: yeah, Mitchum, Mitchum is like. I don't know how Mitchum ever got to be a star because he was never, and he, like he is just, he's got it such a weird, grim intensity to him. It's like there's and nothing. The yeah. Oh my god. He's, just, he's just, just yeah. You know, ever since what's the um Night of the Hunter? Night of the You're, Hunter. Like, he's just like scary as hell, and he's like, um and so I think that when people look into watching these movies, if so you go to the Criterion uh, Channel and watch these movies. Lots of great movies. Um, the most entertaining ones are the ones that I think people will connect to. The first are the ones that feel the most immediately modern all the way through in a film noir way. And those—that's like the Mitchum movies. Yeah. And I think people will just go, "I know what this. I know what this is. This is great." Because there are plenty of uh, dark westerns after that point that we've seen and are very familiar to us. But with Jess, uh, I shot Jesse James, like I, it's like it is like watching. The Burl
1: Lives one where he's the soldier on the run with his group of guys. What is that called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, you said it last, I think it was. It was like... A, yeah, hang on. That is so damn good.
2: Yeah. No, it's, real, it's, it's really good. It's
1: really good. A lot of people took from that picture.
2: Yeah, that is uh, uh, Day of the Outlaw.
1: Day of the Outlaw. Yeah. Um, to Toth. And uh,
2: who, who I think directed House of Wax...
1: Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was looking at the name. Like, yeah. I was trying to think, like, how do I? That's such a unique name. Yeah, it's so and I was like, how do I know that name? That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah,
2: he's and it's super fun. But I mean, like, that's the thing. Is like when you watch, um, uh, I shot Jesse James, like you can see this transformation happen for westerns in like the. It's like a clicking a channel, like suddenly you go from a mid forties western or a late late forties western, and it goes chink, and it goes. What if I were a mid mid '60s Western, and like it's so weird? It's so weird.
1: You have to say Sam Rockwell was genius in that.
2: Oh, in the new one? Yeah, incredible. So well, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm gonna to get to the acting and performance mm-hmm. and cinematography. There's in so the much. Second one. Okay. Which is like it's too much. It's it's, it's too it's much. Incredible. It's, it's so It's So freaking good. I, and yeah. Okay. Like, why is this? Yeah. we'll get to that okay. point because it's like it's not fair it's like it's not even fair how good this movie is
2: yeah it's it's startling so like to, to like let's let finish up at least on the um, on the 49 version right this is a great movie for people to see to set up
0: the, watching why the second movie
2: is so <laughs> the <second> good movie. <laughs> because
0: i i mean eric seriously like this is like, Think you, about, you though. You put some amazing pairs together. This, like, yeah. I love the Godzilla runaway train Great thing. Great one. Great one. Loved it. And this one is like, okay, so it's two movies of the same plot, one from 1949, one from 2007. Right. Like, right, but they pulled oh, What, what it? the? F-? like so good.
1: Think like this about l- this movie, though. Would, would we have the 2007 version? I'm not going to say the name because I'm going to screw it up. Ballad Buster Scruggs. If it wasn't for the 70s. Oh,
2: yeah, oh no, 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 no. no. Like Absolutely it, not. And, and specifically, we would not have this without what, exactly what happens in I Shot Jesse Jams. Like, I Shot Jesse Jams is, does, like, I'm What's inspired it. Yeah, like, I Shot Jesse Jams is so important to Westerns that you don't have... Because of the last 30 seconds. Because of the last 30 seconds. Yeah. I mean, because of the entire movie. But They're it putting their
1: stamp... Even though it's studio, I'm putting my little stamp in. And Put that my stamp, stamp in, suddenly 10 years you, later, I'm putting my stamp, yeah, I'm putting well, my like, stamp in. putting my stamp in. Here's thing.
0: what I'm going to do. Is I'm going to take the last 20 seconds where I said I loved him, yeah. and I'm going to make that the whole movie. The whole movie. <laughs> and suddenly you
2: cannot see the rest of the movie in, in the same yeah. way at all. Like, it's such a... Like, you're watching like, oh, this is a good movie.
0: And is so underrated oh, as God, an actor yeah.
2: unbelievable He's especially in this movie there's, like, this is one of his two great performances for me
1: uh, I did it's like I was like I can't believe his brother's uh, Ben Affleck because it's like
0: Ben Affleck is a fucking like Clown compared to Casey Affleck. A-
2: acting wise, he's nowhere near in. He's, in his uh, league. There's yeah. not like that's just the, no the apologies. Ben. I like I like uh, Ben Affleck quite a bit. Um, but Casey Affleck, but Casey is, is, is like a is fantastic like a classic actor. actor. Absolutely. Like he's a Brando level actor. He's, he's a Brando just, level actor. He's yeah. so damn good. And the thing is, I'm, and I want to I want to compliment Ben Affleck, who I think is an excellent director. And I would love to see him direct Casey again because he's good uh, um He in um, Gone Baby Gone,
1: he's incredible. That's right. Which, right.
2: which Affleck directed? Uh, ben Affleck directed. And so like I think that they make an incredible pair that's why I, like, like, what
1: was Gone Baby Gone about is that the book it's a Dennis the Hayne
2: book and yeah, it's a, uh, yeah it's, a, it's a very grim movie but man Affleck's great in that thing
0: I watched so oh that's okay I broke a glass so, sound you check broke, you broke a glass uh, we need uh, cleanup on aisle two <laughs> that's alright we'll pick it up later I'll have that's my right. team do it nice uh, just sorry. in time do we need another glass
1: no I have one here don't you're, that's very nice um
0: I'll grab this can, but yeah, but I mean, we need another glass. We uh, need another couple of glasses. Um, what do you need? I'm good. I get the can. Okay, you got more wine if you want it there.
1: Thank you.
2: And I'm lock alummed up. Okay. And, uh, oh, in fact, can I? I just. Not only do we want to pimp lockalum, I do want to. As I, I think this is going to be coming around at the same time, I discussed with uh, Chris, but I don't know if I told you, I was invited onto a podcast. Um, yes, uh, a, we should.
0: Pro- yeah, totally a European,
2: a European podcast. Um, by my friends um, uh, matt and julie and the uh, the name of it is uh, uh, a damn uh, i want to get their website correct because it 's not quite uh, here it is one second um, the name of the the name of the site is a damn fine cup of culture, which is a cup dot com uh, and it 's a film podcast uh, uh, that is a combination of uh, folks from um, um, I believe Switzerland and uh, and from um, uh, Amsterdam and they had me on to talk about my um, love of Steven Soderbergh films which you guys know very mm. very well and uh, which it went great I believe it is going to be on more or less at the same time that this particular episode that we're recording right now is going to be aired and I really encourage people to go and listen to it like I ramble on as I always do but man oh man it was a super exciting That's conversation cool. and those guys are super super sweet they mentioned us uh, on the air over there. And, okay. uh, and I know that we have listeners in Amsterdam. So I want to say, please share the love. This guy's a great. Like cross
0: promotion a, all for it. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Fantastic time. Matt repeat, and uh, Julie, thank you very na- much.
0: Repeat the name of the podcast.
2: It is here. I'll get the website uh, and the name correct here. The website is a damn fine com. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the, uh, the podcast is a damn fine cup of culture damn
0: fine um, cup of culture yeah
2: and they are absolutely tremendous folks and we had a real blast oh uh, the we focused on steven soderbergh's uh schizopolis mm. and mm. uh and we well, it was a wide-ranging and hilarious conversation so thank you guys very much it was an incredible pleasure and uh i, I hope that uh we get a little we get more cross-promotional love going on from this, this event it was quite right. nice. secondarily we're drinking luck alum coffee which does not sponsor us no but we keep trying
0: <laughs> we keep trying. We keep trying. And I'm going to... I'm actually... I've I, I decided... I decided I was going to be less active on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. And more active on Twitter.
2: Yeah, we had a little back and forth today. It was nice.
0: Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. I basically said that the reason Ishtar failed as a movie is because the catering was too expensive. Mm.
2: <laughs> the, the, the Star Wars movie, you're just like, yeah, they, they, they spent too much money on catering, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> that was a because good joke. Because people
0: keep blaming movies failing for things that have really nothing to do with why a movie fails. Yes, this is true. And so I said, the reason that, you know... Uh, <laughs> it's because the, of the fucking catering was terrible. The catering was too <laughs> over budget, and that's why the movie failed. Yeah. because people said like the CGI was the reason that movie failed. That's right. It's like,
2: it's so bad. That's right. That's right. No. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man. Yeah, we were we were talking about um, uh, Ishtar. It was brought up on Twitter, and uh, uh, I love um elaine may who is the director of Ishtar. is it She's elaine or eileen it's elaine, elaine believe, one yeah. of my
1: favorites a new leaf oh
2: man a new leaf um, yeah, that's what inspired uh, me to write mikey nicky elaine may like, and
0: and she what who is her partner comedy partner was, oh, it was uh, nichols yeah mike nichols, nichols and may. yeah nichols and may
2: yeah like yeah. They're incredible and she also did most of the the punch-up work on tootsie which is why tootsie is one of the funniest yes. if not the funniest she- movie i've ever seen
0: She's a very funny actor. Yeah.
2: And, uh, and, but Ishtar was destroyed upon its initial release cause it was too expensive. And, uh, nobody liked that it was directed by a woman and people wanted to tear down Warren Beatty because they didn't like Warren Beatty at the time. And it's actually quite a funny movie that I like quite a it's bit.
0: It's not a bad film. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's not a bad f- It's what's weird about it to me is so, uh, as someone, a weird guy who, you know, uh, was an American but grew up in Europe uh, and went to a French school. Uh, Isabella Genie to me, was like... Oh, yeah. She's the hottest yeah. thing around. Yep. Like, she was like, you know... Yeah. She was like... She was the it girl of she, Europe. <laughs> well, yeah. She was, she was like... Puberty to me, yeah, right? She was like, like the Kim Basinger she, of Europe. I, I would say <laughs> right? no, the, Phoebe, the Phoebe Cates
2: of America. And the and the, yes. uh, the she's just better than me, right? So <laughs> yeah, she's exactly. like, oh
0: my God, she's and she's right. extraordinarily hot, right. right? Especially that. So she's introduced into, she's an Ishtar, right? Right, right. and and she's gorgeous, That's and true. she's gorgeous, yeah. right. no. and she's the confusion character, yes, right, yeah. and she's not quite comedy material, right which is fine. She doesn't need to be as that role. Right. But it feels
2: weird. It's a weird, it's a weird flavored movie and it never quite totally gets its act together. But by the way, but it is a good film.
1: I was getting hustled about being ADD, but Mm -hmm. just, we're going off on Ishtar. Oh, but it's fine. This is but the I, I totally am like, how the fuck am I feeling guilty about that? I mean, it's just like totally this, asparagus should, moment. You should yeah, this you feel is, guilty? No, they, no, we should
2: play some uh, some nice uh, jazz you, you and have right intermission over right. this entire section. This is between the two movies. It's just we're talking about stuff.
3: Yeah, but I, about I, know, Stein, I, I know I know why. Because look,
1: uh, literally the show that I, you know, the thing that I did, uh, I've been working on. Mm-hmm. yeah in new leaf is. It's basically oh inspired it, and I. I know her work. I love her work, but I know that on Mickey and Nikki, that like Barry Diller apparently like went and forced his way into the edit bay to take over with a group of people. Oh, that movie is Be- incredible. Because they well, you can Guess see sound is, guys in the in yeah. the bushes. But yeah. the point is, it took like a year and a half to get a first cut or something. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so she's brilliant, but uh, you know some of the things was that. She yeah, takes like, her time yeah, and I mean, the, like doing are, her own thing. There and, are plenty of male with a directors big budget that like do that,
2: this, that get, sort of get away with it. Sort of like, she, you know, like visionary male director gets to you know, like Robert Altman gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. Well, And not to take away from our they problem. They stop giving love, her money. Right. But like, like Elaine May is, is like, she's such a, uh, a co- great comedic voice. Like just give her some fucking room. Like she's incredible. Just let her run. You know? Yeah. Okay. of. you know, like when she makes Mike and and like, like, yeah, it's a big sloppy. She also starred
1: experience. in a new leaf. Yeah. And with
2: with mathow, right? Yes. Mathau, yeah, yeah, it's, it's great.
1: Carbon in the valves. Yep. Oh, they say it's carbon in the valves. May I
2: also, add right now. Uh, I just watched uh, charade again yes. and talk about prime mathow prime matho like oh Bo,
1: you must be going mad he's like it's <laughs> like the, the the apple trees have a blighty and it's like oh bo you must be going mad <laughs> who's, that, who's that girl back there like, oh, oh, so, oh that's so so-and-so's daughter yeah oh, was, he, well, um, we, was, he,
3: was he wealthy
2: <laughs> 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 listeners <laughs> of the podcast will be very familiar with our love for walter matho on this show <laughs> absolutely i know love affair with that
0: guy and people are like who the who, fuck is Walter
2: Matthau? <laughs> <laughs> who is Walter Matthau, I love Walter Matthau. Yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. yeah. No, I just found – um, I watched. I couldn't sleep the other night. I stayed up and watched uh, um, uh, Stanley Dunin's, uh Charade, which is
0: basically – And get that mic a little closer to you. Yeah. Can you do
2: that? Um, yeah. No, it's no, a, move
0: it to you. The um, – there yeah, we are. The um, – whoa. Oh, that's very
2: close. There we are. Um uh, Stanley Dunn's, uh movie Charade, uh, which feels like uh, North by Northwest. It feels like a Hitchcock mm-hmm. movie um, in every way. And uh, Stanley Dunn had also directed uh, Singing in the Rain and Saturn 3, an amazingly bad film. Um, but uh, Charade is absolutely terrific. It's got...
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because literally, I, I talked about that... Like, what, it must have three? been 12 years ago where my old writing partner, I was like, it's we, three no, we ha- because there's one called, he got me the poster because I saw this uh, Hackman and uh, Candy Bergen movie called Domino Theory. So he got me the oh first yeah, You always bring oh that one up. Oh Theory yeah. Domino. Domino. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was like, and I forget who directed it. But it was like, But I was like, there's got to be a film festival called Before and After. And it's like all the great directors and then all the shit they made. So it's like (laughs) double features. And you'd be like, what went wrong? Or call the festival What what Went Wrong Festival. And just do totally like their best films and like, what the fuck were you thinking? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Saturn 3 is like,
2: it's got Harvey Keitel uh, as as the villain. It's a space movie. It's got a robot in it. It's got Farrah Fawcett. It's got uh, Kirk Douglas naked a lot uh, and very you know, way too old. Uh, and um, Stanley Donan doesn't know what to do with this movie at all. It's, it's garbage. So he so- tries to solve uh, the movie's problems by dubbing Harvey Keitel with a British accent. <laughs> like it's, it goes so off the rails. But that is so...
1: Like Caligula, yeah. where they shot separate sex scenes and right. cut it in with yeah, they, everybody. They get
2: Giel Good and they get uh, Helen Mirren, Mirren and they get yeah. everybody else, and then they're like, "Also, we're shooting some porn." You just got Gucci thing. owned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I recommend <laughs> always it. in
1: the seventies growing up. Like, um, I'm I was born in the in the late eighties, but still growing up in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, there was always that radio. I'd, this is Bob Guccioni of Penthouse magazine in the March issue, nineteen seventy-eight of Penthouse magazine. We're gonna explore sports and uh, and as well as the beautiful. And it was always this Guccione ad, and he was always very close to the microphone. Oh, that's very. So disturbing. you hear that, like the FM radio would be like, oh, This is Bob Guccione. Yeah. Oh boy. That's you could feel the, the grease come out of yeah, like the radio. He's a
2: radio. For I, uh, I I respect his uh, first. Did I kill the levels uh, doing
1: Jim? the Guccione? There's a certain, was there's a button it. for Guccione. I was and watching it. I was watching it. I was like,
0: <laughs> this is good. This is totally nailing it. No, brother. Yeah. And I when I lived in the West nice. Village
1: in the late 80s and 90s uh junior, mm-hmm. junior lived down the street so i'd always see him walking around summer nights when i'd oh, come gosh. out of chinese but he ran spin he started spin oh, got that's in that right. famous fight with his father and he started spin And like,
2: omni magazine wasn't it all omni his father started
1: Mar- omni cuz he loved space yeah um, as well as Hold naked that girls, what and cocaine. What Omni Magazine? Yep. Is that still around? That went under yeah, that's with Guccione Enterprises, yep. that, uh, out of Buffalo, New York. Come and read the latest read space stories by Omni Magazine. Magazine, it's by, by Guccioni. <laughs> <It's by Ruggione. laughs> as well as see two girls from Britain getting naked. <laughs> see lots of robots and deep thought about science. <laughs> it's really lovely as some girls as well as some girls (laughs) I slept with because he slept with all the girls when he shot them that's magnificent what a charming that's why you see him there with the camera (coughs) that was the guccione magic that was as well as the huge like the open here oh yeah and and he had the horn on there the gold gold horn yeah he had the sort of like uh, look uh, Harvey Weinstein kind of oh my god magic magic
2: (laughs) (laughs) really lovely (laughs) Uh, but yeah no um, I want to say check out Charade it's on Amazon Prime it is the crappiest copy of a movie I've ever seen publicly the poster is copy too uh, it's like yeah dude the running like, oh yeah yeah it's north by northwest yeah. but like the actual print of the movie it looks like it was filmed off of like an uh, uh, uh like an um, mpeg player <laughs> it's like the worst quality transfer i've ever seen And i wonder if anyone can tell me out there is there a good copy of charade to be seen streaming because i can only find this terrible 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 it's one
0: upscaled to 8K HDR. Oh,
2: God, man. I, I just can't believe what... I, I was so desperate to watch something. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning and I fed the cat, couldn't get back to sleep and I was like, okay, all right, I'm going to get my uh, charade on and then I just... I may as well have been watching a postage stamp-sized player. It was ridiculous. It was Cubist. It was downright Cubist. cubist. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the intermission. Saison folks. vision. Everyone's yeah. gone and gotten sandwich. while well, we had our ADD moment.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> get it all done at so once. So
0: hopefully you're back to talk about. Welcome this to Martini years.
2: Giant Part Two with the uh, the other movie we saw, The Assassination. Let's talk about of the Jesse DP James the by what? the Rock. DP
1: Chris, I'm gonna. Do
0: you want me to clean the glass up while you talk about, dude? Deacon's? Don't worry about the glass. Do you want Dan to pick it up? And yeah, I'll it? have yeah. Dan pick it up. It's probably best. No. no it's it's listen it's an ikea glass it costs 25 cents it's fine yeah and uh and and you just that's fine you broke a glass we all break glasses that's why we buy them from ikea and
2: (laughs) it's exactly one tenth percent
0: yeah uh but so so the second movie is the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford yes Yes, that is the full title. Did I did I did I get it? Correct? That is
2: correct. And now we are free to re- refer to this as Jesse James, two
0: thousand seven. Yeah. Yes, I believe so. Two thousand seven. Yep. No. Is when it was released. Um, it's the cast, the acting, the directing, art direction, art direction, art direction, cinematography, and the cinematography, Shepard, music, everything, the music. The editing is superior.
2: It is A-plus material, through and through. Through and through. It is shocking. The
0: pacing is slower. Yes. Like, the first act is fantastic. Mm -hmm. The middle, like, from. From about so it's almost a three-hour movie.
2: Yeah, and it's almost three movies essentially. Like I think it's good to call it as three acts because it very much separates Mm -hmm. into three parts.
0: The middle act Mm -hmm. is the slowest and most disjointed part. That's the part
2: I had the hardest time with. I can hear that. I hear
0: that Um,
2: because it's it's covering a lot of different smaller stories. That's and his a lot reflection. Of point of view,
0: and you're like, wait, what's going right. on? Because it's all going so slow that you just like kind of clunk right. clunk 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 going with a movie, and you're like, wait, what? Right. Oh, who was that person? Why is that? Per-? And then right. you're like, wait, I lost track. Right. Like, there's a lot of losing track of the story. Yes. Right. Which the 1949 version doesn't do. Yeah. It gives super you clean. Bloop 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 done yeah. right like it you follow that story it's very linear right. the other one is not so much
2: and uh, now this is I, I would say that like having watched this a million times this is much less of a problem the more you watch this film right like so so like the, the middle acts may seem like like you're losing the thread of the film the first time you see it hanging there it's going to come back together right and then the more you watch it the better
0: 1949 version jesse james gets killed in the first 15 minutes right maybe 20 minutes Right, 2007 the movie, version. <laughs> 2007 version. He gets killed after two hours and fifteen minutes. Yes, the last fifteen minutes. Right. Yes, and then you follow the re So, very different story.
1: There's a different courtship. In mm-hmm. the first one, he's courting the woman. In this, the second one, Casey Affleck's courting is
0: dealing with his affection. Uh, Brad for Pitt. Jesse James. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Absolutely. So J- Brad Pitt plays Jesse James. Hmm. And Ben Affleck plays Casey Affleck. Yeah. Uh, Casey Affleck. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck
1: uh, plays the the. Uh Curmudgeon, old um, ironmonger, yeah. in the first <laughs> act, and he was so good. He's like, "I'll sure, wash the horse down and, and fix yeah. the shoes." <laughs>
0: he was, he was, shooting, like, oh, uh, he was shooting, he was shooting Armageddon at the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> with those little animals, <laughs>
2: well, you'll, you'll, the animal crackers scene, oh. so touching.
1: I mean, it's, so it's kind of hard, you know. Casey, when yeah. you weigh those scenes like
2: <laughs> so animal crackers, it's so, it's so it gets you. Ben Affleck is very charming, and when he as an actor, he's very charming. I like him very much. He occasionally makes some terrible movies, but he's a very good director. I will say that much. I will defend him to
0: that.
1: Yeah. But Casey time,
0: Affleck. Casey Affleck is a fucking superstar. He's, a,
1: he's, a, superstar. he's quite phenomenal. <laughs> I
0: just, that's why I had to send you, like, you know what, because to me... Like that whole Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, my God.
1: It's, I, I remember right. that one. This entire podcast
2: that. is a lead up to us asking the viewers, please go see Casey Affleck's Dunkin' Donuts commercial for Saturday Night Live, <laughs> which is have, has uh, lived in Boston for 11 years. The most accurate portrayal it totally of was, Boston life it? I've ever seen. Them. I'm, I've the worked. smoking outside work. I'm not smoking, nuts. Mock. Mock. <laughs> I'm not smoking, mock Mark. I'm not smoking, Mark. Oh my god. Yes. Flawless. Absolutely. Hey, you know what he likes? Vanilla nut taps. What? Vanilla nut taps <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got the fake donut and his phone is all cracked as shit. So just so you guys know what we're talking about. We're like like okay. I have a Casey Affleck thing. I like I think he's a fantastic actor mm-hmm. to the point where like he's not real. Like yeah, like yeah, he's so amazing. good at Manchester doing by things. the Sea, incredible. So, he's just so I all the time. I like confession hmm. i like crying on planes <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good thing to it's say it's weird about it. <laughs> I, so i like watching sad movies mm-hmm. on planes that make me cry mm-hmm. and so uh i don't know why it's just kind of a thing like somehow like when i'm surrounded by strangers and i'm watching a sad movie mm-hmm. it makes it it's a weird awkward thing and, and i'm not the only person by the way i found that this I, I, you don't I have to be ashamed with,
2: around me, man. I cry at the drive. I, I cry. I cry watching I Clueless.
0: <laughs> I know. I, I cry Clueless. Too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but like uh, somehow, like it's a. Apparently, it's not an uncommon thing, so sure, I don't, I don't right. feel guilty about it. Right. So <laughs> I'm with Lon, my coworker, mm. and we're traveling. You know, we we go on Lufthansa to Europe all the time. Not anymore, but yeah, we used to. It's them, yeah. It's right. so. <laughs> I'm watching Manchester by the Sea, oh, God. and it's the first time I've ever seen it. I'm watching it on a plane, and I'm like, holy crap. Oh, no. he's <laughs> such a good film. So good. So good. Yeah. And Casey Affleck is so good, yep. right? Yep. And I'm like, mm. Yep. Like tearing my heart apart, and he's so good, and the subtlety of the emotions yep. and the everything, and he's just – it's it's just Incredible. really good. Yep. Like, Basically, like Sophie's Choice looks like a melodrama compared yeah. to like. I, I totally agreed. Totally you know, agree. and it's like so good. And Casey kind of like, Affleck. I love that film. Yes, but Casey Affleck is. It's incredible. fantastic actor, right? And I don't care anything about his character at all. I care about his performance.
2: I I feel exactly the same way. I don't know that guy. I don't know what he's like. I don't know what he's like. Whatever. But he pulled it off. I will go to see his movies forever. And so he's
0: so, 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 so good. Right.
1: And did you see him in the one with um, Joaquin Phoenix about um, the documentary on him?
2: Oh, yeah. uh, I'm still here.
1: Yeah, that's Casey I think shot it.
2: Yeah, no he I yeah, he directed it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no it's yeah, it's a weird I liked it. I liked it a lot. Very it, strange yeah. film. Uh, people were really mad at him for it, but I was like this is this is really interesting filmmaking. You know, he's a ve- like it's definitely like like that's the sort of stunt level kind of indie weird shit that I I I wish people did more of. You know, like it's such a strange movie to have made and yeah. it's so, and it's so part of what Walking Phoenix became you know that it's it's weird that they just sort of shove that under the rug now i'm like that's an important movie too like you don't get you don't end up with walking winding winning best actor now um uh if you don't have i'm still here early on in that career yeah because that caused a real kerfuffle when it was out like that he that he was basically faking when he was on letterman and all this other stuff uh i mean i'm just like this is the this is how you how you shape that personality uh, for people to consume which is very interesting connection to um jesse james because uh they were so aware of building this sort of artificial personality for phoenix uh that basically people were angry that they were fooled you know and that's the point of the movie it's like you don't fucking know who this is really you have no idea you know like you have a picture in your mind and a story that you want to tell yourself and it isn't real you know and that's what comes down with jesse james it's like you know the what the the person you the person you've fallen in love with doesn't exist, um, and uh, and it's 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 crashingly depressing to realize your heroes are not heroes.
1: Yeah, and for him living in the comic book, those long scenes of figuring it out and like the bathtub scene where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, he's a real person and he he is smarter than that. Yep. So it's that realization that you're like it's there's a reality to this fantasy. Yeah. But that's why it goes back to that John Lennon thing because it was like, for me, I always feel... I don't know Do you
0: him. think that that the fuller version, the BAFTS I've seen, like why... Scrub my back.
2: It's, that is homoerotic uh, subtext. Writ large. Right? Yes, without a doubt. That's the point of the movie. That's what that movie yeah. about.
0: That you. movie was all about yeah. him Like being... That is a
2: gay love story. They don't tell you it is until the last 15 seconds and suddenly your brain goes... What, yeah. was what happened? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he
1: said... Put on the Culture Club album and Scrub My Back, and you're kind of like, what? Fuller was a very forward-thinking guy. Yeah. I want to hear that Erasure song, then Scrub My Back, and then we got to get to the white party in Miami. And it's like, what? Yeah. Really? It was back then? Yeah.
2: It's literally, it's like one of the most shocking things. I don't think there's another movie, popular movie in the 40s that is that was Was he openly gay, Sam Fuller? I don't know actually. I know that he like he has. Um, there's a great documentary that that's uh, available uh, from um, called Pass the scrub Brush. It is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's 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 great. is. so story. It is so good. Spectacular. Yeah, like they they point out it's a documentary from the '90s. Uh, Tim, uh, uh, what's his name? Tim Robbins is in it. Quentin Tarantino is in it, and um, uh, and Fuller is. You know, lots of interviews with Fuller. Really interesting guy, uh, and uh, but he, they talk about this. Character, I forget what the name is, but there's a recurring name in all of his films uh, that was based on a real guy that he was uh, in World War Two with, and like I was like, I think there's a lot to this story that they're not saying, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what comes out in stuff like Jesse James, where I'm just like, you're, you know, like you're not saying it, but you're saying it. And, uh, and like, it's one thing to see that in the fifties where you're like, you know, Rock Hudson is gay. It's pretty obvious that Rock Hudson is gay. And when you watch, you know, his movies with Doris Day and whatnot, you're like, yeah, I can see that this is happening, but I can see that they're trying to get it in under the radar. But, and of course in the sixties, it's, you know, much more broken open, seventies wide open. Uh, but in the forties, you do not expect it at all in a popular film and to suddenly trick you. Uh, into like tricking a popular audience into watching a gay love story until the last fifteen seconds revealing. Yeah, but it, it was like very. It was very weird.
0: Like, well, there's my back. Scrub it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, because like the the play is uh, like, well, here's your opportunity. To was kill his me. cousin.
1: Jesse James's wife was his first cousin. Yeah, that's right.
2: That's All right. right. Yeah. But like the, which is fine. It's not really family.
1: Yeah, It's <laughs> not family.
2: <laughs> it's <just> sort of
0: <laughs> incest is not gay. Eric. No, I'm not. Incest is fine. Gay is bad. No,
1: that's the obviously <laughs> no. that's the terrible thing. Hey, I wasn't yeah. implying that. I just I Please read that today. That. that actually Jesse James. I wasn't referring to the, his gayness. I no. was saying. That he was married to his first cousin.
2: Yeah, it's very true. Which
1: I didn't know until today, doing research. Well,
2: that's something that, like, another, like, I love that... um, um,
1: uh, Zierelda Dick Little
2: is trying to romance, you know, uh, her, uh, like, her daughter or whatever it is. And she's, the girl's, like, 12 or something like this. Like, I mean, it's... And, like, they just sort of just tell you it. And you're like, what the... What is happening? Like, Like, it's just a background story and angle that's happening in the film. Oh, that's very awkward. Yeah, it's so freaky. It's so freaky. But like, yeah, no, I think that in terms of like, uh, like, uh, incredibly forward thinking films, I shot, I shot Jesse James, the fact that it it got a mainstream 1940s audience to watch a, uh, a gay love story. Uh, and not uh, not reveal it Not amazing. realize that they just washed yeah. it i'm absolutely stunned. I was absolutely stunned to see that It was really really incredible and really- and very beautiful, really, really beautiful um now with uh with jesse james two thousand and seven like the i would say that like the the love story is much more up front mm-hmm. um but it doesn't feel like a uh a gay relationship as much. It feels like uh, so, like it's just talking about uh, love itself that it doesn't have any particular obsession. Sex-
0: sexuality
1: it's to it. It's an obsession. And yeah, I just exactly. got
0: a, By the way, I just got a text message from Karen. that says, I wish you could have seen the look on your daughter's face after your incest slash gay comment. <laughs> <laughs> don't
2: take that out of context, people.
1: <laughs> Whose comment? Your comment? Yeah. No, yeah the, I basically, did, was yeah, Chris a joke. came out as pro. Oh, Jogi's like, it's
2: like, hey, <laughs> Jay's bad, but incest is fine. Yeah, which uh, was. Let's. Uh, don't, I don't think we should sample just that for the header of the next <laughs> one. I think we should probably give some rapper. <laughs> 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 That's probably a good idea. But yeah, no, I think that like the. I think what's beautiful about the relationship between Affleck and um, uh, and Pitt is that it actually becomes a, a story about r- sort of real love very late in it. Like, so much of it is about Affleck's projected love, right? But right. when it comes down to actually killing Jesse, like, it is incredibly heartbreaking.
0: The, but uh, Okay, first of all, again, I will project my love on Casey Affleck. Yes,
2: project away. I
0: understand. His it. performance... When, before he shoots Jesse James, Oof. 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 I, I, I don't even know. Yeah, but Sam
1: Rockwell also Oof. pulled Oof. the gun up. Sam,
0: Sam, okay, Sam Rockwell. First of all, Sam Rockwell <laughs> heroic is heroic like, actor. The, those two actors yeah. in the same movie, yeah. in that same scene, yeah. when he are, can
2: barely lift his gun, like he's just like trying. Know. Oh my god! And, and then, and then Brad Pitt is insanity. like.
0: Brad Pitt realizes, like, it's going to happen, one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, people, someone's going to kill me. He That's knows like this. Brando
1: yeah. in Apocalypse Now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, like-
0: yeah. You 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 Absolutely. talked about it before,
2: because Kurtz is the only one who understands
0: Willard. But yeah, the thing you know? that was amazing, and I, I don't think it's not makeup can't do it. Mm-hmm. The blood that was rushing out of Affleck's face. Oh God, I know how pale he looked. Yeah how pale and distraught he looked. He's yeah. He looks lost. He looked like lost. I have to kill the person yep. I love. I'm trapped. Into I this. I am going to deal with it. And it was all about that paper thing. Yep. Like about like that, that scene yep. in that thing yep. was amazing. Yep. And, I'm just going to give it some context for the people who listen to it. And I know people have – most people should have listened to this before or watched the movie before we talked about it. But I'm going to give it anyway. Basically, the scene is he knows he's going to kill him. Right. They already know. Uh, 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 Casey Affleck, who plays Robert Ford and the other Ford brother, what's his – Bob. Bob. No.
2: Bob Ford. Bob oh, not Bob, Bob Ford. Uh, uh, that's Robert Ford. The, um, yeah, I can't remember. His name. Anyway, the other Ford uh, 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 who's, uh,
0: who's played by... Uh, um, we Jeremy Renner. By, uh, by... No,
2: that's, well, that's Woodhite. Woodhite. Yeah. Um, but the... Uh, by uh, Sam... Uh, Sam Rockwell. We Sam, Rockwell. Sam Rockwell plays
0: his brother. Right. Right? And Sam Rockwell is fantastic through this entire... Yeah. Like, he's the most... He's awesome. So they know they're going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And uh, two days before uh, they're going to kill him, uh, Jesse James gives uh, Robert Ford his new gun.
2: Yeah, which is basically the please kill me present. Please kill me yeah. present,
0: right? Yeah. Because he understands that's going to happen. This is what's coming. Yeah, And, and then mean, he takes the button, his thing off before he fixes So, his, So yeah. what happens is Can they I, go to church. I'm tr- going to step out and just...
1: Uh, I'm going to go uh, just polish my car. I'll be back in about 30 minutes. Go for okay? it. Yeah, okay. I watch the glass, All by right. the way. Well, we will talk yeah.
0: about other things because I want you present for this whole discussion. But go ahead and ask uh, ask uh, the, my uh, Z in the house where the <laughs> facilities are. There we go. Some very nice shoelaces. Wow, I'm Don't break everybody. another glass, my God. Good lord. <laughs> there we are. Ah. It's lovely out here. Intermission two. Intermission.
2: Yep. Intermission yeah. part two. Yeah. What else has been happening?
0: Five months? You haven't left your house?
2: I have not. I Well, I've left my house to go down the street to go to the bank. That's about it. Like, okay. once or twice I've driven, like, uh, you know, driven my daughter to her friend's house, which is, like, you know, a mile or two away. Okay. But I've, I've been working online. Uh, I have been, like, this is pretty much the whole scene for me. It's like I live in my closet. <laughs>
0: and this is, now, uh, okay, this has been it. Now, there's some benefits to it. Mm-hmm. Generally, happy to be it, not deal with two and a half hours or three hours. Oh or yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, traffic.
2: I we brought up earlier, but like I work much better and more efficiently from home, right? Than having to commute. And because I mean, like the like uh, the place that I was working for is lots of great people, and when I'm physically there, it's it's easier to, you know, like you're hanging out with people, you're talking with them, you run into the blah, blah, blah. Like there's a lot of stuff that happens during the day that sort of slows down productivity. Uh, and whereas when I'm online, when I'm working online, like it's the only thing I can do is work. And, right. and it makes it very, very focused and I can get in the zone more thoroughly. And uh, now I'm doing an, uh, like, you know, I, I'm a matte painter and so I work in Photoshop. It's not a very, so a heavy calculation job. You know right. so like I'm sure that other people have had a more difficult run where they have to render things and sync them up with everything, everybody else um but for me it's a, it's a giant bonus in every way I get to you know I leave work and I'm home, instantly home as opposed to I had like about four and a half hours worth of commute back and forth yeah. prior to that, and it was disastrous, personally disastrous
0: yeah that's you know? it's not worth it
2: no no i'm i, I if I, if is, I can never do that again, I will never do that again,
0: yeah. If your if your drive is more than an hour, it's you not should be it. able to work from home and I yeah. think we've all proven that to be true.
2: Yeah, and for especially the way the industry is right now. I think it it sort of the VFX industry that is for everybody's listening. The I, I think it's a more the, as long as we can sort of make the delivery of information as fast as it needs to be, uh, for folks, then it's a much better, more uh connective style of work than uh, actually, be in, being being on site, and uh, right. and I because I felt felt like everyone was more uh, thoughtful and uh, integrated, and uh, the stuff came out better. You know, I was I really was really pleased with it as a work well, environment
1: because you were being there or not there?
2: Um, because I was um, yeah, because I'm at home.
1: Yeah, that's yep. what I was. I just yep. came in. Yep, I was just waxing my car. Yep. Um, got yeah, good and shiny. It looks great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, if you're hearing a helicopter circling us, mm-hmm. uh, just for people to know, uh, right behind us is the helipad for the Burbank police. Department. That's right. The Big B. The Big B. And Blue Thunder. They like to right do there. their exercises in the evening and do these circles around.
2: Yeah. I think it's a nice environmental presence for right. the podcast. It gives a little more room. Lets us know let people know that we're out in nature right now. Yeah. You know, we're in the field where this is recording in the field. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't overwhelm it too much, but it's nice. We have a sunset
1: going on. It's quite lovely. It's pretty up here. Yep. Yeah, it's, I, it's quite I, nice.
0: When, when, <laughs> I love my house oh, There's some bats flying right now too. So I We got see. bats. Yeah. Um, when when Karen and I first bought this house and we, we, we moved in, we loved it. Mm-hmm. And to the point where we were like, we felt like we rented a really cool Airbnb, but it's our house. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's <laughs> how you feel. You know what I mean? It was like, oh my God, you mean we can live here all the time? Yeah. That's yeah, like I mean, somehow it's like we we're really excited about you know, yeah, being was- in this hu- in this place. This is my second luck alone which means I'm going to be up for
1: a If anybody hours. knows CPR, please stand up.
0: <laughs> mm. What you doing there, Brady? God oh, you're getting uh you're getting uh Tommy out. There we go. All right.
1: Your daughter dyed the, the ends of her hair. That's so cool.
0: Yeah, I know. She got the, Look at those. Tip. Look at that. Love it. Look at the hair color is awesome. Wow. Super cool. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, she did a big thing. All right. All right, here we are. Okay, Okay, so Jesse James, gay love story.
2: Yes. Yep.
0: Uh, and uh, yeah, well, wow, there's a lot of stuff going on in the house <laughs> right now. It's pretty happening. <laughs> it's a
2: live environment. It's pretty good.
0: It's a uh, lot of stuff going on. Uh, I forgot where we were. We were talking about. Just
2: uh, you were just. Okay, yeah, Eric was just about to leave because you were saying uh, you wanted him there because you wanted to talk about one thing. Which was, it's coming back. Yes. The, that um, uh, we had part. We can, everybody, fast forward about ten seconds. I'm gonna be wandering through my mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was something about about, about the, 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 the 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 way that they looked at each other. Oh, there. Um, Brad Pitt knew he was gonna get shot. Yeah, All yeah. right, right, right. This is what it was. Okay. So what happened was basically the following. Uh, there was a newspaper article about Little what's his name? Richard Little. Dick Dick Little. Little. Dick Little. (laughs) Which is incredible. Okay, his name was Dick Little. Mm -hmm. Little with D's instead of T's. Right. So uh, when that name came up I was thinking about someone that I work with
3: Mm
0: at uh, at uh, at uh, uh, Rice University. Who was a person that won a Nobel Prize in Chemistry mm-hmm. for uh, inventing the buckyballs? Oh wow! wow. Right, so I I worked with him. Mm-hmm. Wow! Uh, and I worked in his lab, and I did all the visual, uh, some of the visualizations in the early early days about the buckyballs and the nanotubes and all that stuff. The
2: Buckminster Fullerness
0: of it, yeah, yeah. Yes. right. And his name was Richard Smalley.
2: Nice, Dick Smalley. Dick Smalley. That's
0: right. Everyone knew him as Dick. So it's Dick Smalley. Dick Little. So Dick Little and, and Richard Smalley yeah, felt very similar. I,
2: I always love when parents apparently miss this possibility when they're naming kids like Dick Army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, really? That didn't come up? Strange. Right. But yeah, the uh, I, this is just uh, to... We've praised, obviously, all the uh, actors in this film, but we have to give the MVP... For me, is James Carville, who right. shows yeah, up as the governor. Uh, no shit, and Like what the fuck, <laughs> James Carville, who's actually quite good in the movie. He actually he is. nails it, very good. It. Um, but he delivers. He has the perfect line reading when uh, Dick Little and um, and uh, Robert Ford come in to make the deal over <clears throat> Jesse. Right, right, and uh, the line is, uh, "So you are Dick Little, right?" right. But the way he says it is, you dick little? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Every time he says that, I'm
0: like, you are a genius. Yeah. <laughs> you <Fantastic>. dick little? Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. 100% agree. But anyway, which is so weird to have him. And it was like, wait, does that fucking does yeah, James Carvel? Carvel.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. the role of a lifetime right, right.
0: there. Right. Yeah, yeah, really good. Anyway, so uh, the article comes out mm-hmm. about... Dick Little making a deal with the government.
2: Right. And this has to have been three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. So Robert Ford must know, have known about it, and Jesse knows he's now lying about it.
0: Right. So what happens is, because they don't have the internet in the yep. 1800s, <laughs> the article doesn't was, come did, out. But it was made of logs. The, 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 internet doesn't, <laughs> the news has come out for a while, right. and so he is already hanging out with... Uh, 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 Jesse James and so he sees the article Mm -hmm. and panics and realizes like oh shit he's gonna figure this out so he's already in the house and he takes the front page of the article that says dick little made a deal right and his arrest made a deal and shoves it under the pillow which is the stupidest. Like, yeah, It's a
2: perfect panic move. Like maybe a, you won't notice. It's
0: a panic move. It's a panic move, yep. right? It's like, oh, no, I don't know what to do. At which point it's like, well, let's sit down to supper or lunch or whatever the hell is going on, right? Mm-hmm. At which point he's like, well, I'm going to read the paper and grab the paper. Mm-hmm. And somehow <laughs> like the front page is missing. Like, well, where's the front page? Oh, it's here under the pillow. Of yeah. course it is. <laughs> Somehow, somehow, it, somehow. Got, it fell I mean, under it was the pillow. Like, that, that was a thing. It was really good. It's like, it showed, it, it is brilliant writing, honestly. Yep. It's like, it showed the panic. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm right. going to shove it under the pillow. Yeah. Because that's the only thing I know how to do.
2: Yeah. It's such a perfect, like, 10 year old move. And right. Just like, yep. Yeah.
0: Because he, <laughs> move. because he is a child. Because he is a child. And that's the thing. They also show off his his adolescence, right? Yeah. Like, Casey Affleck plays an adolescent beautifully. Yeah.
2: He's got this perennially cracking voice, so he always feels like yeah. he's on the verge of puberty. Yeah, right. And he's got this, and, like, which we, is
0: amazing because I was looking up as like he looked. He looks like he's nineteen, yeah, but he's not. He's like thirty-five or yeah. something. No, yeah, he's this it's
2: very like very. Wan face, you know, like everything everything about him, he plays it perfectly. He plays and, a, and the way teenager. that it's just his, yeah, exactly. Like his, like even when he's asked, like, how old, like, Brad Pitt's, like, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 20, um, uh, seven, seven two, um, well, maybe I'm not quite. And you're just like, oh my God. He just like, like he doesn't know how to even say, like, he's like, I he want to lie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And he does that beautifully. And it, what's amazing is at the end of the movie, he's the same person, mm-hmm. but his character's obviously developed, yep. right? And he does just enough to make you feel like, you yeah. know, three, four years have gone by yep. enough for me to go from my yeah, he 19 to 24. Yeah. He has and, a little bit of perspective. And, at the end and of the all that life experience has yeah. happened. And I own a bar or whatever else is going on. Yeah. Right. It's amazing. Anyway, So he's at that situation. He realizes he's about like he's about to confront Jesse James. And uh Mr. James Jims finds the newspaper article, sits down at the breakfast table or lunch table or whatever it is with them, with the kids there, mm-hmm. because they're all family at this right. point. Right. And he's looking at the you know, he's just reading the news like he would any other time.
1: Right. The stirring is the best.
0: Yep. The stirring oh yeah. So he's stirring he's stirring his coffee <laughs> he's stirring his coffee, just reading the news, and he goes and he slows his f- spoon down as he's mm-hmm. reading something he's like, huh yep. look at that
2: mm-hmm. yep, and that's it
0: little yep little got caught yep. or little did it I was like he that's made a deal his. he cut a deal he cut a deal yep, uh-huh. and then Casey Affleck just freaks like it's the worst well the the beautiful the thing is like he's so bad at lying right like at that point he's like oh maybe uh, that's a thing like he's trying to lie yeah. but it's such the, it's the worst lie yeah. possible well like, the,
2: then the the brilliance of this movie for me is like the, like this scene is like it doesn't exist totally in isolation you can't just watch the scene on the internet and sort of get the context enough to no right like it's the whole movie is leading up to this sequence oh my god and it builds so incredibly well for so long because the tension of almost every scene in the movie is people trying to not say what they mean or trying to hide something from someone else right. and that like this unbelievable like awkward tension gets worse and worse and worse and worse until it just comes down to this this uh this true moment when as soon as Jesse knows this fact which he probably already kind of knew was coming right. like he's like i'm going to spend a lot of time with my kids because i feel like the ending is coming for me but that's the moment he knows and the when he knows it and they know he knows it everything else is locked into right. position and nobody can do anything else now right and it's the inevitability of that realization that like you the rest of the sequence is horrifying because you know that no one can do anything else. Like, they can't make a different decision now. This is it. And so all the motions are sort of, like, are heavy. It's like they're lifting this. They're trying to do anything, come up with anything else to do. But the time has run out. Right. And that's that. And uh, and, the, and the scene is, like, one of the... It's It's such a classic scene for me where it's just, like, you feel like you're in a... Like they're in the play that they will that he will later put on, like there's no other performance that can happen now, and you just have to get, go through it
0: well it's 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 the ultimate tragedy
2: mm-hmm.
3: yep. it
0: is it is it is like you know go back to Greek tragedy right, right. Mm-hmm. it is the fall of the tragic hero
2: yep and he's and and you see but the
0: thing that's i yeah but the, the best, thing that's ironic is that. You think it's the fall, it's presented as the fall of the tragic hero Jesse James, Mm -hmm. but it's really the fall of the tragic hero Robert Ford.
2: That movie is about Robert Ford.
0: (laughs) Both of the movies (laughs) are about Robert Ford. Yeah,
1: yeah, both Robert Ford, both about Mm -hmm. uh, love and obsession. And, uh, you know, I feel like the, the, the Greek tragedy aspect. Of it was really the scene where Brad Pitt's on the ice and he tries to shoot <sighs> through the ice because oh that God. contemplative moment where yep. the other side is a flip side of the world, but mm-hmm. it's water and fish, yep. and it's separated by ice, and he yep. tries to shoot it. And, can't and dis- in the distance, that was a that was basically quite, like a like, painting, like a romanticist oh, painting. It incredible. was so beautiful, the blue. But and that was really the the key moment for Brad Pitt for yeah. me. Because you it's ever like, consider
2: suicide? That's the that's what's being said yeah. in that scene. Yeah, and he yeah.
1: figures it out, and nothing happens. When he shoots the ice,
2: yeah, it's, it's useless. And the fish is
1: still alive. And the, fish, the fish
2: get away. It's like and and the and the and the brilliance of like it's great that you pointed this out. like uh, the, and that shot. Brockwell's
1: a dummy in the back. Like oh, like God. it's like uh, you know um, almost like not waiting for Godot, but it was just like there was this like uh, like that. Of mice and men moment yeah, yeah. where you're know, still Larry talking about or, trying to sell him so on Robert, Robert Ford. Ford it's just like, <laughs> and when, he likes you. I mean, yeah. he you forget good, that right. I already met the man. <laughs> you know,
2: and when and when Pitt just goes, I can see you trying to wear me down on this. Well, like, well, oh, yeah, well, I'm doing,
3: it. I'm doing that. You
2: got me right on that. <laughs> but that shot, I'm glad you pointed out that with a wide shot with the mountains, like uh, if they photograph this at a time of day. It's it's incredible the mountains. Are being struck by sunlight, it's the lowest part of the, the day, right? But the mountains, like it's a, it's the sort of it's the That's kind John of John Ford shot. Yeah, it's it's the kind of sunset you. Uh, the whole thing was shot in Canada. It's incredibly beautiful, and the and it's the kind of there's a sort of there's a kind of uh, uh, sunset effect uh, when you have really giant mountains like that, where th- the mountains are existing in daytime still, where the rest of the landscape yeah. is almost at night. Maxfield
1: Parish did stuff like that. Exactly.
2: And so you have this vast mountain range that is incredibly beautifully lit uh, by direct sunlight and it looks like daytime, but where they are is below the mountains, so it almost looks like it's evening. It's Magikar. It's it's that blue bouncy light. Incredible looking scene. And and the thing is like there's there are plenty of movies that are beautiful. Like it's easy to get postcard shots, right? But the brilliance of Deacons is that he doesn't give you postcard shots to distract you from what's going on. He, he gives you these beautiful shots that are integrated with the feeling of the scene. Like he's doing it. That's his performance. You know, he's like, how can I symbolize what's happening I, 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 in the there scene? There was one visually. trick
1: that in his book, he's a genius. But mm-hmm. there was one trick he did mm-hmm. there, which is the one he used for 1917, where the cascading light. Oh God, So they're God. in the trees oh, uh, on the train robbery, that's stunning looking and though. It's, it's incredible. Like it's kind of like um, a, a zoetrope, kind of c- 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 yeah, with a light, and he does that in that night scene. Where oh, it's incredible, yeah. It's the yeah, same, like, and,
2: the, the, and that trick. whole sequence, the the train robbery sequence, yeah, is the, the is the mythological moment of the movie.
1: We stay up there and. It looks almost like a, a yeah. pl-
2: you know like jesse isn't a person in that moment no. he is a legend in that moment you know and the train is just like and it has one of my favorite uh, bits of photography and editing the smoke when the train is coming in the train is just a ball of light moving through the woods right uh, to begin with All jesse right. is this is cut like a uh, silhouette by this thing yeah and then the train finally sort of reveals itself as a train and it's coming at the camera and it's this beautiful shot and you expect it to cut before it hits you but it doesn't the train hits the camera and pushes the camera back mm-hmm. and suddenly it's shaky as shit. I'm just like, yeah, we're getting hit by a train. Like there's an, there's an inevitable force that is happening in this film right. and it is going to hit you. Like you may think this looks really great and is really beautiful, but you're going to get hit by a train. Man. <laughs> like that is the movie. And, 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 and Deakins is so sensitive to that. Like he's not making pretty shots to make them pretty. He's making beautiful shots because they are the story. And that's the what many cinematographers don't understand. Like, this isn't for your reel. <laughs> don't do this for your reel. Do this for the film. And, and, and there's nothing like Jesse James, 2007.
0: Yes. Um,
1: yes. I'm going to ask a really strange question. I
0: also... The, and this is because I work for a company that uh, deals with ray tracing... Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the ultimate refraction movie, yeah. <laughs> right? 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 Because right. there are so many shots through windows.
2: Yeah, yeah. That warbly a specific- glass,
0: warbly v- old glass. Yep. yeah. Because the old glass, semi-liquid glass. That old glass had a liquid feel to it, and it had a warbly mm-hmm. feel to it. And there are s- and that's got to be hard because if you're looking through this window, and the other thing he did really beautifully. Is he was not afraid of contrast of black, uh, oh, yeah. dark darkness and, and lightness, yeah. right? When so they visit he, the old man.
2: Oh God, yeah. So
0: when he did, yep. like he looks oh, through the, so window, the window. The window, it's just a small square. Right mm-hmm. in the in the frame, everything else is black right. around it. And as you're looking through the window, it's all white because it's snow outside, and super bright, and it's all warbly. So the 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 camera moves in, it's it's like it's it basically revealing like how good it is right mm-hmm. like and there was another amazing scene where Affleck was the general store,
3: kid, yeah right yeah it's beautifully That's silhouetted in
0: that scene and 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 he is basically just a was silhouette that, yeah. in the background as you Is that the Silence the of the
1: Lambs guy
2: it is yeah yeah it's Ted Levine. So Ooh, what? 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 Uh, the guy, the marshal that's chasing him is Ted Levine,
1: and he brings him in the back, and yeah. that's the guy uh, from Science of the Lambs. Yeah,
2: he's wonderful. He's a great oh, character yeah, yeah. actor. In a, in a movie that has a has a pile of great character actors, it's great to see him show up.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the acting, <laughs> the yeah. acting is ridiculous in this movie.
2: Yeah, because like, okay, so let's. I just want to give an overview of this whole movie. Like, here's the structure of the movie: is that um, uh, the movie is first there's a narrator, right, who is telling this. As if it's sort of like a historic, a historical. Is that Ricky jay its not But It isn't. What is it? It is the editor of the film. Wow! And they were going to get someone like Ricky Jay, who would have been great, right? Uh, and I think they had cast someone to be the narrator, but they had recorded all this temp dialogue with the editor, and uh, this is the way it was told to me, anyway. Is like, and they uh, they couldn't find anybody who nailed it like the editor did, like because there's a there's a great sort of pleasant dispassionate tone that the narration takes on. It does. Because it feels like you're watching a PBS documentary. It does. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? You nailed and, it. Yeah. and and so like the all the it's just like, and here's some things that happened in the history of Jesse James. And they're just going through this deal, but everything that's being said is deep, like uh emotional uh deconstruction of what is happening Uh, For the characters and their environment in a way that isn't historical at all. It's the opposite of historical, you know? And so you have this like, and like this very poetic vibe to what the actual language is, but the tone is completely removed as if you're learning history. And Mm. that sets such a, like the, it is the, the difference between the mythological or the historical and the actual and it's wrapped up in the idea of what the narration is. And uh, and from the get-go of that movie, it's the best example, because I mean, obviously narration can go wrong horribly. When narration is just essentially telling you things they could have shown you visually, then it's bad. But this movie gives you such a strange, um, both removed yet intimate tone, that I can't think of another movie that quite does this. So they frame it with this narration. Um, they, they follow... Most of the story of uh, Casey Affleck, as he is trying to uh, ingratiate himself into the James Gang. The James Gang is as there's the older brother Frank James, yep. which is um, uh, what's his name? The playwright Sam um, Shepherd. Sam Shepherd. Sam Shepherd. Right. Who's a sort of legend in, of of his, uh, in him in his own right as a person. Right. And Sam Shepherd is like this fucking nonsense. I hate running this business. Like there's no romance for him at all. He's just like the fuck the stupid stories that are told about us. Like I don't want to do this anymore. This is all over. From the beginning of the movie, he's like, you know, I'm not going to give you a job, Casey Affleck. You're a creeper, and we're not going to be doing this anymore. So that's the end of that. Um, there's Casey Affleck's brother, Sam Rockwell, and uh, then there is uh, uh, the two uh, the two brothers, Wood and. Uh, Woodhite and Dick—they're not brothers, but they're uh, there's Woodhite and Dick Little, who are friends. Woodhite is played by Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, and it, it's interesting to know he that, that he does a really good yeah, job. He's too. really
0: good. He's Everyone really in this film is right. really good.
2: And then um, uh, there's Garrett Dillahunt plays uh, the sort of dumb guy friend, and Garrett Dillahunt has one of my favorite sequences in this film, when because the they tell the adventure of like. The last adventures of the James Gang, uh, that lead up to their semi-disbanding. Almost everybody is caught after the blue cut robbery or whatever it is, and uh, uh, a couple of them give up info on Jesse. Right. Jesse wants to kill them in revenge for doing this, and so the the structure. That's the thing.
0: That is okay. That's the thing that's different about these two films. Mm-hmm. Jesse James in the 1949 version. Mm-hmm. Is killed as a Robin Hood character. Yes. Right. Yeah. right. And in. Family in,
1: Man, more apparent. Family hey. Man, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. He's blah, a straight blah. up, like, good guy. Good guy
0: yeah. who's just a family man. And they said, hero. They, like, like, literally, the theme song at the beginning is, like, steals from the rich and gives to, to the, the poor. poor. Right. Right. Like, that's literally the theme, which is also a song that's right. used in both films. Right. Which is amazing. Right. But in the. The other one is like Izzy is yeah, exactly. fucking Jesse James yeah. and, and he's, he's a cold fucking hearted
2: right. murderer. And and even from the opening train robbery like you can see that you can see that he he like he is he does bad stuff in that scene. Yeah. Right? Uh but you also see what is like what is motivating him is the story that he's trapped in. Right. You know, like he's so angry all the time right, and right, so right. frustrated that he has to either put on a show of being jokey jesse james with his pals or when it comes down to doing the job you can see he's actually about to shatter right. like he's about to lose his mind from this right and like when he almost kills the like he puts the gun the to carmen
1: the, guy and, the, he and, he and he backs, backs down like people are starting to move against him yeah and you, guy doesn't even respect me right right and and, uh, and rockwell yep. makes a comment yeah. And, you know, like don't don't kill him,
2: right? And like you can see that he's on the he's very much on the edge even in that moment.
1: Like so and just like Brando in Apocalypse Now where the fly comes, he's like, Oh my critics. Yeah. My critics. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah. And and I think the the what what Pitt's
2: brilliant I mean I think Pitt's one of the great uh producers and one of the great actors. He's a producer in this too. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And uh but he is, he's particularly good at channeling his own feelings about his own fame. Right. Um, and, mm. uh, like like is using his Brad Pitt experience to inform the Jesse James, uh, 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 character and the frustration that he clearly feels with everyone's got a story about who he is. Like he is like, Everyone thinks he's a hero. Everyone thinks he's a villain. And, like, like the actual person doesn't get to come out and be Did real Did McQueen
1: ever do a, a movie like that where he was trying to show himself towards the end of his life like that? Know. I'm not sure. I, mean, oh, I love McQueen. I love McQueen. Um,
2: yeah, I'm not, that's an interesting question. I have to go back through his catalog. But, like, yeah, it has that same sense of,
1: like, there's a weird tragedy wrapped up in this guy. You know? How come no one's ever made a movie... Because McQueen, at the last years of his life, lived in a cabin. Yeah. And, and uh, Billy Graham would come by and pray with him because he had yeah. dying of cancer. Cancer, yeah. It's like that alone is a great. Yeah. It's a incredible. G- great backdrop to yeah. explore his life.
2: But yeah, like this weird sense of
1: like all this,
2: the story that wraps up your life, like ends up strangling you, you know? And like there's so much that is, you know, through you know, whatever the tabloids or through whatever, you know, now the internet and all this kind of stuff, like your actual experience gets so minimized in the face of the, what the, of the, of the myth. Right. And, uh, and Brad Pitt is so choked in the beginning of this movie, right. That the only thing that he invests in Casey Affleck is that at least Casey Affleck isn't um, dishonest like Casey Affleck's like, I fucking love you right off the bat. And it's like, immediately tells him all like, I'm just completely mesmerized. And he's annoyed by it, but he's like, at least you're not just yes manning me. So I'll keep you around as sort of a novelty. But novelty means you're also strange. Yeah. And he's a weird guy. And that like, he sees, he sees in uh, Robert Ford, a John like, Lennon gave Hanfley an outsider nature, a nature to him. The, scene,
0: the, see, the scene of him at the, uh, uh, the governor, uh, carvel mm-hmm. thing where he's like
2: no <sighs> oh god it's great
0: can i yeah.
1: ask an add question Please. i totally doing the artwork did we ever we did pleasantville didn't we
2: yeah
3: we, yeah, did. we did
1: yeah and it already went up
2: no it no
3: hasn't. that's
1: coming when does it go up soon like what's soon is that next week next or is it,
2: week maybe i think it might be next
0: week okay yeah, yeah I, you need help i mean I,
1: no I, no no i, I totally forgot I was yeah. like, God, yeah. whatever happened to Plessy. <laughs> Your stuff, uh, by the way, recently <laughs> uh, has been of uh, such a high. Because I did
0: close encounters, yeah. and I was like, wait a minute, oh that's God, not so the funny. next one. No, yeah. no, no. You, Incredible you, work! You, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, those of you like the uh, Eric's nailing all of our. Oh, I got some good our, ones he's been for. Uh, freaking for run. this
1: one is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i been, found uh, original prints of the of the uh, old uh, comic books right oh, and then man. and then the drawings of, i can't wait for the play play uh yeah. um uh, uh, shooting yeah. Yeah. next week i can't next, wait
0: next week oh my god is this week, right? is time travel oh yeah two. right right right. yeah so that's so political. that means pleasantville and peggy sue got married peggy sue got right. married right. is coming out next week right so week from today right you have a week you hmm. cool with that oh yeah I All just
1: right. can't remember if I was like God. Didn't I do those or did I not do those? Because yep. it totally slipped my mind. Yeah. But it's and okay. And then
0: close encounters is the week after that. So that people are going to get a little bit of an inside track on on. Yeah, where please we are.
2: continue. To, everyone, please can check it, uh, continue to check out the gallery section and we we'll try to put them post on in the intro yeah. Instagram as well. Uh, Eric's uh, combo picks are some of the funniest that he's been on quite a run. Yeah, really and, he,
0: and he'll make like twenty pictures.
2: Yeah, there's so many and they're so great. It's it's hysterical. Yeah. It's absolutely great. So yeah, the um, uh, so yeah the uh, uh, he connects with Affleck just to go through the story. He connects with Affleck, and then uh, after the gang sort of semi betrays him, he, he goes on a tour.
1: What if a bobcat came right through just, and wow, just mauled oh, me? That's it. Wow, there's bobcats up here. There are. It just like jumps out and mauls me. One, okay,
0: hold on, hold on. A second.
1: What's the number? The,
0: uh, there are there are there is one mountain lion. Possibly that is in our mountain here. Oh, that's and cool. his
1: number is so the exact same numbers as Jesse James's birthday. Uh, yeah, so right.
0: what? P42 used to live up here. He died. P42 unfortunately died um, about three years ago. And uh, what's that was during the fires. Remember, we had the yeah. fires up on the hills? Yep. And everyone thought he died from the fires, but he didn't. He actually died from rat poison. Rat
2: poison. Yeah, that's sad.
0: Because basically, he ate rats right. or whatever that are available, but the rats had rat poisoning, and so the the, the he died of that. Died of that. That's so correct. it's uh, very like be, very it's sad. It's
2: horrifying if you died in a fire, but like there's something not write about him dying of rat poison. Right. Yeah, and that's, and that's so
0: that's because he died of the things he was eating right. uh, that were poisoned. Um, and so there is a there is a uh, this is a small mountain hill and, and pumas need uh, a larger space to live in. Um, and this hill is, fe- feels large, but it's actually quite small for, for, a, for a puma. But there is actually uh, – some people feel that there is another mountain lion living in these hills. Nice. Which, by the way, uh, mountain lions are not a bad thing. They're great. They keep populations the under control yeah, and all those other things. So, you know, predator – prey relationships. You just keep them under... Predator
1: podcast relationships. That's right, man. So what we do
0: (laughs) do have a lot of is coyotes. So like pumas and stuff, don't have to worry about coyotes. We have a lot of coyotes. Coyotes. Um, And they are after rabbits because we have a lot of rabbits in the hill, um, as well as any other animals that you happen to have in your backyard that look like rabbits, like little chihuahuas and yeah, like Yeah, anything that. that's rabbit-sized. Yeah, so... They will also uh, take care of that. So, we're fine. You gotta Jen control the chihuahua me.
2: population, obviously. Don't Keep start on. I know going I down that road. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love... You know I love your chihuahua. Chihuahuas. What's, yeah, chihuahuas. With the names are... Chashu and Lucy Fur. Uh, I've only met Chashu, and Chashu was wonderful, Mr. Chashu. Yes. Yeah, Mr. But Chashu, sixteen he's years old. A, he's not a free range chihuahua. He's an indoor chihuahua. He's an indoor okay. chihuahua. free <laughs> <laughs> range right. I don't think you have to worry about uh, custom meals every day. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's why he's
1: sixteen. He yeah. is a lovely, yeah. lovely little guy. So Lo-
0: we have, we do have, uh, we do have some wild animals here. We do, yep. we do have bobcats though. Yep. Uh, bobcats are smaller, much smaller than. Than, than mountain lions. I
2: would still not like to engage with a bobcat. That would be beyond my capacity.
0: It's just a really large cat.
2: Yeah, that's a cat. It's beyond my capacity. Yeah. Angry cat. I couldn't do it. Not going to do not it. Only yeah. They're they're just larger. Yeah. Uh,
0: mountain lion. Uh, yeah. Don't yeah.
2: don't don't mess with that.
0: Don't mess with it. B forty two or the sequel. Very yes. Yeah. Let
2: them let them go in. We do day. have
0: raccoons.
2: And yeah. It's, and where, it's opossums, very awesome. I mean, sunset is actually quite nice right now. Yeah very low
0: very I do, good i do like you're actually you're in the prime spot for sunset it's pretty yeah. great
2: i'm definitely enjoying it <laughs> <laughs> definitely enjoying it um yeah so intermission part three quite lovely that was good the bobcat attack um but yeah the um
0: uh eric the, yes your uh, your sense of timing we are thrown off because we are in a different environment and every time when we wish to be in our other environment you can nail the timing of how long we've been recording so I'm gonna test you. Now. No, it's off today. It's off. It's off. Okay, how uh, long have we been recording? Two ten. No, actually, not too bad. One fifty five.
1: One fifty five. That's all right. Not bad. But no. we wanted to keep them not three hours.
0: We no. I'm not saying that. We can <laughs> we can go three hours. We can go shorter. Don't, we can don't go longer. Worry. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we are going to definitely do another one this week, though. Mm-hmm. Right. So so this weekend we'll do another one.
2: That sounds good. That sounds nice. Um, yep. Yeah, but the, it's very pleasant to be actually in your presence. Yeah, it's quite nice. Um, Are you guys comfortable? I'm totally feel comfortable. Been, you know, I'm all I'm, like uh, you guys feel
0: up. like safe, distance wise, and everything else. Like I know it's like it's disturbing. But, yeah, I mean,
2: like this. everyone's been uh, everyone's been uh, uh, operating according to procedure, right? Masks up, and you know, social distancing. In public, <sighs> we have you know. been, but it's just. What so so are fucking these?
0: Fucking strange that we do these. These are okay. They came from a sealed bag. I put them into bowls for you guys. Thank these you. are snack. Uh, uh, it's nuts and bananas. Uh, what kind of nuts? Are you allergic to any?
1: Some, yeah, like walnuts, cashews. Yeah, kind of there's some. definitely. Maybe there's cashews in there. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. let's avoid that. Yeah, yeah so that's different. Yeah. Don't don't have that.
1: Yep. there you
2: go. Um, yeah, no, we've uh, our family has recently been tested, and we are. Free web. Well, like I said, I spend most of my time in the cave. So, yeah. have you right. been tested,
1: Chris?
0: I I I'm like, you can Dan, cut this part I out. don't have to actually be tested because I haven't actually been around anyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone's been in there. I wonder
1: if I should get tested. Well, I can, but like, it seems like you like get it?
2: it? There's there's you go online. There's there's uh, a couple of different places. But there's, there's, there's there, they'll tell you the three way. hour
0: lines to get tested. Yeah,
2: and they they say unless you're feeling. If you if you feel if you feel sick in any way and you were worried about it, get tested. Uh, don't hurry to get tested because there's other priority people to test first. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know? um, but if there's concern, then definitely don't do it. And that's that's how we track. And it. there's
0: also because we're America, mm-hmm. there are there is uh, uh, private places to get tested. Of, well, of course, you yes. pay money for.
2: Because that's saying, yes. yeah. Because that's saying that's America for you. God America, I love it. Um, but yes, there we are. I know we were having a very lovely, lovely evening, my martini giant evening. Yeah. I actually, this is the most caffeine I've had in a while, by the way. Uh, I've Rally? been, I've been cut down, cutting down on dunda I'm half calf today. Uh, I've been half calf for a few months. Okay. Uh, so this is a, this is a big jolt. Let's we'll see if I can recover.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. Like there's a lot of things in my life that has changed, um, mm-hmm. uh, from, from this whole situation. Uh, um, we used to have a Keurig
3: mm-hmm.
0: and it, it took a dump yeah. and we got an actual coffee machine Yeah, right. and we realized like, Oh, it's actually better coffee. Right. If you take the time to grind the grinds and do the whole thing. Right, right? Oh, it's,
2: and it's a great little, I just love doing it. I just right. like the process. Yeah. It's nice,
0: but it's also cheaper.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Love it. Right.
0: Cause the whole point of the Keurig for me was like, Gotta get to Tip work. Top, let's go. Yep.
2: Let's go. No, that's get part of like, my zone. That's part of my zone in the morning. now It's yeah, just like, now, take a like time, like Curek not
0: good. Yeah. Keurig, no. Yeah. Make make a pot of coffee. I have a
1: Breville yeah. thing where you put it in, it goes grinds it and then you pack it and then you put it in the espresso.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, I'm not doing even that. I'm just talking about just pure drip coffee. Mm-hmm. Like I've got a I got a a, 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 a brawn coffee maker and it's like right. it's good. It's good. And I make great coffee. Grind the green uh, the 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 beans and it's it's delicious. Right. And so that's and then like when I was at work, right? Because I used to go with clients out to lunch all the time. And so I'd go to restaurants and I would like, oh, let's go to my favorite restaurant. So I, I I would spend a lot of time taking you know different people to lunch right like podcast guests or whatever right. etc so i spent a lot of time in restaurants at lunch right so now i'm eating you know my my my, my sandwich that i like which is a pastrami munster and salami nice Ooh. sandwich very and nice i've been indeed. eating that every fucking day right so somehow i've went from like Fancy burgers and beers and hanging out and socializing into right. to like my pastrami salami mustard sandwich. I like that. Yeah. I do I, miss
2: having some good uh, breakfasts. Uh, we often go out to breakfast. We haven't done that in many many months. Right. Um, so I, I like that kind of stuff. But uh, I like I like my I'm a good putter, putterer and I like puttering around. Right. You know, making sandwiches, but, hanging But up.
0: at the same time, it's like you know, lunches were like. Fifty bucks, oh, yeah, sixty dude.
2: bucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it definitely helps out the economically to, you know, making yeah. your own stuff. I mean, it's just like yeah. it's necessary. Right? It's very necessary. And
0: I don't think the company has gone up or down right so much, or my life has gone up or down so much between me eating sandwiches or having craft beer right. and and fancy burgers. Right. You know what I mean? So. I feel bad for the restaurant that I used to go to that I would spend a lot of money for. Sure,
2: sure. I mean, yeah, we try. We still try to order from places and we try and keep the keep that happening. Yeah, but
0: you know? significantly less. No,
2: way wait, less. Wait, less. I mean, it's just the way it goes. There's not, man, we'll, hopefully we'll all get through this and all that stuff. But it's right. just like, I think that for, you know, it's also sort of retrained me economically a little bit better, which is uh, necessary. Uh, because like, you know, when you get into a, a run of like, you know, like, you know, if you're, you know when i was working at dd and you could go see, you know like go out to the firehouse every day and blah 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 you know like right. you know you can accidentally spend too much money yep. and uh and a lot yeah exactly but uh my lifestyle has changed over the years and uh it's good to enact those limitations i think that's that's healthy i think it's a good thing um but yeah yeah everything's going it is
0: interesting to to deal with that mm-hmm. as a basis
2: Yep, I've had, I've had to live a lot leaner for the past few years Yeah, <laughs> a lot leaner which is uh, just the nature of the business and yeah well that that's the way it goes
1: but you don't even care after a while it's, yeah, like, it's just
2: the way it is I mean like now I'm I get curious. to hang out with my kids play video games you know when I, and like there's so much more there's more room in my life outside of work to engage my family and hang out and that's better for me like and so, so it's like, it's cheaper and there's more good experience
0: so my frivolous spending was like You know, oh I'm just gonna go out to lunch or have cocktails or whatever, right? Right. And that's turns out that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, right?
2: Just coffee alone is a lot of money. Yeah. So thousands of coffee a year for
0: people. My my frivolous spending now is like I'm gonna buy a bunch of mallard feathers for my fly time. That's right, exactly. Spend
2: spend your money wisely now.
0: And mallard feathers are like eight dollars. Yeah, it's pricey
2: business. Yeah not not that. cut down on the lunch drinks and so suddenly feathers, like, like
0: like like that's that that my my, my extravagant spending mm-hmm. is like fly tying equipment and this and that right. and it's not that bad right like it's nothing right, right? like if i spend twenty dollars in a week on my fly fishing mm-hmm. whatever it is like that's 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 a big spend (laughs) yep yep Yep. and so like suddenly like oh my whole life is about like i don't know there's something about my life has changed from this Mm -hmm. situation i
2: think that's true for everybody and i think that like for the most part this is a a good and necessary thing in our interest in terms of like perspective perspective and thinking through like not only uh how we live but what we are what we are doing and what we're paying attention to
0: and well what things was the, we need what, it was some someone put it up on on on, on one of the social media like it was like, "Oh, wait a minute, suddenly we 're only buying the things we need, and our entire economy collapses
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly weird right yeah, yeah,
0: if you don't spend money on things you don't need like that our economy is based on buying things you don't need that's yeah. right that's what right.
1: amazon's all about. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's all
2: frivolous buying. you know? I mean, not only that, Waters. but there's like, you know, like when we have time to like uh, act on things that we care about, like politics or, you know, stuff like this, which has also been happening right. and that which has caused massive change. You know, just like the, everyone like everyone acting a little tiny bit in uh, a positive direction makes big changes. And certainly just on a personal level, spending less money is necessary for me. And this is put in a context where it's not, I don't feel like it's deprivation to do that. You know, I feel like I'm just refocusing where yeah. I'm at, you know, and like, I don't feel bad about it. I feel good about it. I'm looking at the good stuff and creatively it's the same thing. I mean, like it's the, I'm making time now, uh, cause I'm more aware of the time that I have, um, available to me, um, uh, to focus on things that I want to be working on, like for myself. Right. And uh, like when I had more freedom to sort of run around and distract myself, like I got less stuff done personally right. and now can't go out of the house too much, you know, but I have time and I'm just, I've been able to realign myself so I can attend to the things that I care about creatively every single day and still have time to attend to the people that I love and want to hang out with every day. Like it's, these are all, these are bonuses. These are great things. Makes
1: you want to live on a farm, doesn't it? Yeah,
2: Absolutely. That's I mean that's the right mindset, I think. I mean, obviously the you know, the reason why this is happening is terrible, but I do believe that people are learning to react to it better and reconstruct their lives in a more uh I a, a better trying, and more rewarding I've been,
0: way. I've been trying to deal with it because honestly, like there's a lot of things like I am I am less affected by it mm-hmm. than most people, mm-hmm. especially in LA. Sure. Right? A lot of a lot of my friends who are you know in the industry mm-hmm. and that's actually a funny thing like the term in the industry there is an no industry right now well <laughs> the, <laughs> the term in the industry on. to anyone outside of LA doesn't make any sense right, right. in the industry means the film industry yes right. right so working in the industry means doing films. All the people in the industry mm-hmm. uh, are affected. Right, right. They they don't Hugely. have work, or they don't know what's going on, or they don't know I am, know I am next, very much in that boat. Right, like, I'm and 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 that then and you up. know th- that well. It's like a, you know, it, it, tr- it trickled down, right? right? So like the the post production people were like, we're just fine because we still have all this work that mm, was yeah. happened before, and yeah. then when that just ran out, and, and it will run out eventually. Right,
2: it ran right. it ran out for me. It ran out for you, it's and it ran out
0: for a bunch of people, right? right? So, so right now, all the people in post production suddenly like there is no more work coming, yeah, and we don't know what to do. And
2: and it's uh, the thing is, I mean, like it's like there is a definitely a minimum eight month gap. Minimum. Mm-hmm. Like, if production minimum. started today, there would be it's an eight month Probably
0: going to be like 18 months. Yeah. If, yeah. If we're lucky.
2: Like, and it, like, it's this means. It's going to decimate the business. It's going to decimate the business. It's going to, it's going to, well, it's going to destroy the business as we know it. Like, there is no, the, we can't do it like that anymore. No more Hollywood. There's no more, like, there's, there's no way to continue because by the time that this is, that we're back on track as a country, you know, and as a business uh, for for making films, like, everything is going to be totally decentralized and networked in an entirely different way because that's the only way to get it done, you know? Well, hold and on. We okay. have to couple think of a new thi- way to do
0: things. it. couple things, couple things to, to realize, like, uh, what we're talking about is there is a massive demand for content mm-hmm. because everyone's stuck at home. Right. Right. So there's a massive demand for content. And so therefore people want new films and also We need content that's relevant to what's happening now. Right. And so that's even on demand. Right. Uh, Historically speaking, and this is still the case today, the main creative people that know how to turn a story into something are all in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. It's always been that way. It's no matter what you can go to shoot in Vancouver you can go to do go to all over the world but really the Hollywood brains has always been in Hollywood.
1: Right. But can I correct that for one second? Right. Because the agencies were there yes. are here. Yeah. But then with the email you sent me today with SHA laid, CAA off laid off, people. furloughed okay when you decimate that infrastructure things change. The this yeah it's like seeing right. that only supermarkets can deliver groceries. Yeah. Well, well, Amazon's now good. Yeah. yeah. Now it's different. So okay. that's, that's the, that's the right. fear about this.
0: But, right. but but before all of that happened, Netflix came here. Amazon came here. Mm-hmm. Apple came here. They're all moving to Culver City, by the way. All the streaming yep. guys, they're all in Culver City. Absolutely. That's the new Hollywood. Culver City is the new Hollywood, right? right. In a lot of ways. Yep. And so, yes, Disney fucked, Right. ABC, mm-hmm. CBS, NBC, all these behemoths—they're all fucked, <laughs> yeah, right? They're, they're like, but the Netflix, the Netflix, the Disney's, right. the the the, the HBO—you well, can
2: see them trying. Like Netflix just released that they're going to try to do this uh, yeah. networked uh, VFX,
0: net effects, yeah, net effects.
2: Um, yeah, and that's year. a
0: smart thing to do. Yeah, but we'll get to that in a second. Sure. But the fact is, the the the. The people that know how to make a story work and how to deliver a story that right. has made Hollywood work. By the way, represented uh, you, can, by, you can talk about any other country that makes movies. Mm-hmm. They're all replicating Hollywood.
2: Oh, yeah. Hollywood is still. I don't think Hollywood's going out of business. I don't think no. movie, movie making in the Los Angeles Hollywood is going is, out of business. Like, yeah, yeah. The way that we do it is going to be radically, radically different.
0: Yes. And and it's about streaming.
2: Yeah. And yep. it's Absolutely. all about
0: streaming. Yep. Right. So, so that's, that's going to be the thing.
2: Yeah. Without a doubt. And 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 those companies are the ones that are nimble enough to react to the stuff that is going on.
0: But they need content. Yes. And they can't do it if they don't shoot anything. Right. And And right now they can't shoot anything in the United States. yep. Yep. So, so shooting is going, they are pressuring the industry shoot in places where they are allowed to shoot. Of course, right? Like New Zealand right. or places where it's open. Germany, Germany's mm-hmm. really big, you know, whatever. Like, like that's where it's going to happen. The question is, if they shoot there, will it ever come back here?
2: Right, right. I mean, I think that certainly, like, I think that the mindset of how of, of how we do production.
1: Can I grab a snack?
0: Yeah, let me get you something.
1: What do what, you have? What, what, what do you like? I'm sorry, Dan. You, no, you, no. It's good. You, anything. Pretzels, chips.
0: Okay. I got Anything dry uh, um, and tr- good. Dry, good, or just no, chip. No uh, cashews. No cashews and no what else? Um, that's fine. Just no nuts. But if you got any kind got of snack, it. quick thing.
1: I'm sorry, Dan. No, no. You, you were hitting something. You, really got it, you got
0: it. You got it. I got you use the restroom anyway, so yeah, you guys hit
1: it. Keep talking. You were saying.
2: Yeah, no. I just think that like it's a like the the... I, I I don't think that um, like I, I certainly think that like rents in Hollywood uh, are going to go down. You know I think that the 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 kinds of businesses that have like the you know like streaming is going to is has to be a much more nimble industry in order for it to work because I mean like big studios can't move very fast and that's what yeah. they're running up against right now. Um, uh, but I think that it's still going to be like uh, localized in Los Angeles creatively, uh, because there's a, like, there's still a reason why LA is the place you shoot because it's sunny all the time and that's really convenient to shoot with. (laughs) Like, that's why it started here in the first place. So there's some physical aspects to, uh, filming here that are very important. Uh, the reason why Vancouver works is because it's cloudy all the time and it's very consistent. Um, and that's why almost every TV show you see is shot in Vancouver. And it's not just the tax breaks; it also it's tax breaks, tax break location that has a consistent weather. So places with consistent weather are favored. Sunlight here, clouds there, whatever it is, the background you don't have to do VFX for it to change it up. That's why it it works there. Um, but for the way that we work, like uh, the studio, I think the studio system is out. I think, mm. I think it's gone, and I think that VFX is on the the front end of that realization Um, uh, because everyone else is, who is directly involved with production is still trying to make production work in the same way. But VFX, because we were the ones who really uh, were were able to continue to work. Like we had to continue to work uh, on. Yeah. uh, Thank you, sir. Like we had to keep on finishing stuff off uh, for the past few months um, so we had to think of ways to do that, and so now we're entirely on um, in in the cloud, right? So we are changing the structure of how it works. That gives Netflix the idea to do net effects, right? And I was talking about this with a friend of mine. And I was like, "How long before it's that's how you write stuff, right? How long before this is how the entire like the show running process mm-hmm. is like this?" I was just a uh, uh, like a uh, I met with a producer who uh said like the way that uh pitching has changed is that you know you used to go in with a half an hour pitch and a whole mm-hmm. bunch of documentation. Now you're pitching uh on um yeah. Thank yous. Like you're pitching in Zoom meetings. Right? Yeah That's and what I've been doing. And, you, and and she was very she's like, listen, you know, the fact is like you can't um do a 20 minute pitch in a zoom meeting because people start playing Candy Crush. <laughs> like that's just the way it is. Like they're going to get distracted and you can see it happening. So now pitches are, you know, like maybe a couple minutes with no with no extra stuff, no extra flash. You know? So that's changing. Right? And I think that like all of these things are going to start going in the direction of like being online, which makes you operate faster, you know, getting to the point quicker, essentially and networking with people in a uh, in a way that I think is more efficient than trying to go through a centralized place. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that...
1: That's the CAA problem.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, this is, like, it doesn't make any sense to pay for an en- enormous building space when nope. this clearly is more flexible if we network this and put it in the cloud. And so, like, once people start adapting to that, the way that VFX started to adapt to it, Um, And apply that to other aspects of production, like show running. You know, uh, I think that all of this stuff is going to start happening in a meta place and where production may still be centralized in specific places like L.A., Vancouver, whatever it is. But you're going to get a wider selection of people that can live wherever the hell they want to live and be from wherever the hell they're from and be a part of that team because that's the natural way to make this work. And not only that, you start exploring things like, okay, we need to make content, but we can't go and shoot with people. How do we do this with virtual production? How do we do this with animation? You know, what are, what are other styles of telling stories that we can deliver to fill the gap that's formed? You know, so I think that this kind of pressure, uh, like it sucks to be under the pressure, but it, we're coming up with interesting solutions that we're never going to change after, even after COVID is long gone. And it's going to change the way the industry works. That's what I'm excited about.
1: Even that though is, right now I'm jobless.
2: <laughs> join the club. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I just think there's a lot of dinosaurs that are
2: going to fall to their knees. Yeah, dude. Like, there's only, like, people are running out of stuff to watch. There's only, you know, there's only They're so much Disney backlog that you can put up with.
1: Burt Reynolds films from the 70s. That, like, oh, he made that? Oh, hey, I, I love Hoover more than anybody.
0: What was, like? I heard they were like remaking some or releasing films that mm-hmm. they're like never thought like, oh, no, no, they'll never get released. And they're like, well, this has been sitting on the Oh, shelf. Dude, like, there's some
2: Kelsey Grammer movie that, yeah. that they just released that was totally shelved. It's right. like two years on the shelf. I go, well, I guess we're I guess we're down to this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I am. laughs> you know, here we go. You know, or like in theaters, like the number one movie a couple of weeks ago was The Empire Strikes Back right you know like that, the,
0: because of drive-in theaters that's yeah, the only because thing. Of drive-in theaters and ghostbusters yep. was the next one yep
2: yeah you know and like that's the like that this is the kind of you know like like we still have this need you know and we still like my, i was saying on the um the other podcast yeah, I, I don't know like, why we even culture.
0: thinking talking about box office anymore because box office is bullshit oh yeah yeah the, the whole concept of what's the number one movie in america or number one movie in the world, it doesn't make any, world, di- it does make any difference. Doesn't now. fucking matter no.
2: anymore. Well, you can see that like they're still there. Where they are still struggling is with like the release of Tenet. Well, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. No, you know because no,
0: like Tenant's done,
2: right? Well, the, this is the well, thing. Well, like, the
0: Tenant's going to happen internationally.
2: Exactly. They're rolling it out in like Canada first. Now they're like the U.S. We can't even do anything about. It. Like we're yeah. just giving up on it, and they're going to roll it out in other countries first, who have their act together, and then. Maybe we'll find, figure out how to open this in America. <laughs> you know, like that's where yeah. we're at.
0: And Americans are going to be pissed.
2: Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. That's the way it goes.
0: Yeah. Because you never. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's <laughs> how it is. But I'm like, this is, I think that that's, I do, I do think that there's a, uh, there is an element of like, when, hopefully when COVID is under control, you know, hand of God, like, I think that once it is safe to return to the movie theater, like, there will be a nostalgic push to go and do that. You know, sort of like, this is exciting to go back and experience this with the movie people. movie theaters are dead. But movie yeah. theaters as a, as a sustainable business model as opposed to a novelty are probably dead.
0: Yeah. And, and, and honestly, they should be.
2: The way that they work, they should be. I agree. Like, I'm never going to get sick of watching a gigantic screen with great sound. That's, that's a gigantic screen with great sound. Yeah. But the, the attitude toward, with which we go to it is going to be majorly different and yeah. much more limited like it isn't just like the yeah. way you experience movies that's the way you experience special movies and it's backed by Netflix and it's a uh, like there's one place nearby you that I does I really
0: it. think that 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 Amazon uh, uh, uh you know like Amazon and Netflix are going to buy like Lowe's and AMC yeah absolutely. You know what I mean like that's what's going to be I think it's a good be, idea because I, like, make it, it a I love
2: like I love that Empire Strikes Back was the the quote number one movie like, I think that that's great. I think that it's great. Like, you're going to have, like, if Amazon buys up lows or whatever it is, and then they start showing, like, you know, uh, Robert Mitchum films, you know, like, that's just one of the things that's playing. Yeah, because you're into that niche, and this is what we're going to be showing. And if you're an Amazon member, then you get in for free, whatever I is.
0: shouldn't have gotten Eric such crunchy snacks.
2: It's crunchy. It's very Can crunchy. Can you hear it? Nah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Why is there not somebody say something? Just did. Sorry. Don't worry just about Just did. It. <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy your snacks. I, I, I wanted you to enjoy your snacks. I just ate the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, you just ate the whole it's thing, done. and you broke a glass. That's it's what, you shit. know, it's, it's a, a Greek celebration. Psh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: little Anthony Quinn. But, yeah, like, I think that a Zorba the Greek. Zorba the Greek. That's what that was. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the... Wow. Uh, like, <laughs>
0: that is ridiculous that that, well, right, that we
2: made, right. we that, made a little absorb of the Greek connection right there. It was nice. Yeah, like
0: I, I don't think people could do that as quickly as we did. Like, <laughs> it's very that's nice. Very... I was very happy with it. Oh wait, oh, why the hell phone. did our lights turn off? Hold on, Sensors? Turn... No, yeah, I'll turn it back on. Don't worry about it. Go ahead, keep talking. There
2: we go. I'm looking forward to how we solve these problems. Like, I think that anybody who ha- I think that anybody who has an agenda is probably wrong, and I'm interested to see. Like, this will be solved by people figuring out what they want as audience members and as, as production people. And I think that's good. And it's interesting.
1: Yes. Also within that 18 month span and effects and all this other thing, there's going to be a lot of, um, you're going to lose a lot of people. That's true. And it's really curious to see, I, I was describing to Chris the other day, maybe it's like a bottle spinning Pretty much where that stops is where it's gonna, right, sit for the next fifty years. Like
2: I, I think that there's a fair chance that I may have worked my last VFX gig. Really, I think there's a reasonable chance that's true. Like I don't know if it's for real, for real, but like I'm, like I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if I have the money to not be doing something else, you know, yeah. You know, no. By it you know, by the time six months rolls around, like I have to have a new way of making money and being happy because in six months like you know that's it and there's not gonna be any movies made so where am i gonna be at
1: yeah i know we're all in that boat man yeah. um
2: and I, I don't look at that as hopeless i look at it as just of, with what it is we man. gotta i gotta it, it's very focusing yeah you know and that's just the element of it like i hope that it doesn't get bad or desperate or anything like that uh, but I do want to look at it as much of an opportunity as I can to be doing what I want to be doing, you know, and how can I change what I'm doing to focus on that? Still pay bills in a new way, um, but uh, enjoy the fact that, like, I mean, since this has happened, I've, uh, I've been able to be much more creative, you know, and I want to yeah. make sure that that continues more than anything. The most,
1: I, I have worked sporadically over the past couple of years, but I quit a job. Almost two years ago. I've you know doing VFX for twenty something years. Right. And I just did my own stuff for really the first time full time. Yep. And I did other jobs and I've done side jobs at home, but never, you know, every day, every day for a year or two. Right. And it has been the most productive moment of my life. Oh yeah. And you come up with genius material. Loads of it. Scads I mean, and scads. <sighs> And I was like, man, I should have done this 15 years ago, but you know, with a wife and kid and well, I'll, I mean, you got to adapt. I That's it. Eric,
0: yeah. Eric, I, I, I know what you went through and I, I, and I've been there because I was, I believe the person that got you or referenced you for the last job you'd worked on <laughs> might've been, yeah, is what I, I, I helped.
1: Oh, no, I wasn't referencing that. I just saying I. No, but I. But you got to stop. I basically said I can do this or. And deal with this. And it was a bait and switch job. mm -hmm. And I. Or I can just say, you know what? I'm just going to try to. And you did your thing. I have to do this because I'm I, and, 50 and you, something. And yep. if I don't say screw you, it, you, I had you, enough money. And saved you, it at the You time. came as
0: me, you, you called me on the phone when you were going to quit your job. And he's like, I think I want to do this. And you did that to me. And what was amazing is like, is like, cause I, I basically, you know, uh, but I wanted to tell you I, and you, and you told me that basically I, I got, I, uh, I, I gave, I gave you as a reference to that job you got and it, it was't it seemed like it was a good fit, and it wasn't no um but it was fine and then when you decided like I have to quit this job because I have something else to do, you called me and you said i th- I think I want to quit the job that you gave that you basically you hook fr- h- hooked you up with, and I was like okay and and you did um but you provided me. Reference
1: to that, so I wanted at least thank you and and do all I, that. I know,
0: and and you're, listen, Eric. I I I've known you for three years. It's almost three. Almost like three, two and a half. Yeah. Two, Close, almost. It's, it's three. creeping up on three. It's creeping up on it's three. Creeping up on pretty it's much nice. twenty years, <laughs> um, and and i oh, i oh, always 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 had huge respect for you, um, and I think that. Uh, well, I appreciate just. That. I think just like this movie, mm-hmm. I think Eric is 100% underappreciated for how talented he is. <laughs> i much in agreement on Which this. Which movie? In, uh, Robert? That would be
2: The Assassination. Oh, of don't Jesse say that. James oh, wait a minute. Don't say coward, that I'm Robert Robin Ford. Ford. Don't
1: say I'm Robert Ford. <laughs> no, you're you, the movie. Oh, you yeah. Are the movie. You are the movie.
0: <laughs> you are the movie that's underappreciated. Because I named it wrong.
1: No. Nope.
0: no no nope. because you, meaning you, 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 i made
1: it such a long name that nobody would go see it <laughs> well
0: yeah exactly uh, the, you there's a there's a couple of flaws that are definitely there but you know, people don't see past it i do but most people don't uh you are a very 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 talented person and i love being around you in a lot of ways and it's it's a it's honestly you're you're a very dear friend of mine.
1: I appreciate that. But don't – I'm not saying what we talked about over the weekend, both of us, what I, I told you guys. <clears throat> I know. But there's not – This is, I hope this is not a reaction to that.
0: I know. I yet. know. I know. I know.
1: So – We're just saying change your name from the illustrious
2: and brilliant artist who hides his light under a bushel until now when he's focused and gotten together one of the greatest possible pitches I've ever just heard. Just call yourself it. Eric Shealy. <laughs> Eric Shealy. That's quite long for an introduction. <laughs> Man, that's a good way to put it.
1: It's amazing. Say. It's a long name because for me. Because you are very, very,
0: very, very talented, and I've always seen that in you since the very first day. I appreciate I've seen
1: that. You. I, I am definitely, I, I think I'm not a people person. Or political animal, as my analyst says. Listen, mm, you have you.
0: flaws. You have flaws,
1: <laughs> and really, you, and, yeah, of course you're you talking do. about.
0: As do I. As do every As does everyone. But can I, you know that. I see past those flaws and are frustrated with those flaws. I am frustrated with your flaws like, because I know that the flaws are hiding the brilliance that you are.
1: The flaw is what I'm not political. The flaws that your hair are, is so damn good, and I can't figure are, out how to do it. <laughs> the flaws are, are, are different. It's like true. the
0: flaws are like your ADD is a flaw. True, It's clearly a flaw. Except you know when that, we're podcasting, right?
2: in which case it's hysterical. At which point, excellent, it's
0: fine time. because we deal with it in the podcast. But the, the crazy
1: thing is, is that, and I know you guys so long, and uh, the audience, I guess, knows me. And think I'm unstable, but they. You're not think, unstable. I think you're a brilliant person. But the one person referred to me as that that job I was on. You to, They were like mm-hmm. too much like Klaus Kinski. I was like, that's oh, not a bad thing, man. Come on. <laughs> come on. Too much what? <laughs> Klaus Kinski. Like <Klaus> <laughs> <laughs> he too much like Klaus Kinski. I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Fitzcaraldo, and You're like come oh, on, monkeys on the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Insanity. But here's the thing. The fact that you're like, oh, um, you have ADD. Think about like what I do to control ADD, and you still perceive me. as yeah. oh, So sure. imagine I'm me sure.
0: without. I'm sure figuring out ways but to control the thing, that. ADD. Right? That's so. So that's a unhireable. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Like you. That's what I. You know what I. I kind of jokingly doing on the podcast. Like you're like. I'm going to talk about the end of the movie before we even started, right? <laughs> like like we, we go into 2 minutes in the in the in the podcast and like the ending was amazing. It's but, sort of well well was like to hold on, podcast. hold on Eric. Okay. Let's just get through the
1: thing and then you can talk I'm about it. I'm working that. on that and I'm working on my wise ass. No, don't stop. I don't don't stop, stop working on that. Stop had, working it. Stop working on I now. had a producer dealing with what I'm dealing with some producer was on the phone with me. And he was berating me. He was being a douche. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I'm a fucking rookie, according to this guy. Quote. Mm -hmm. You bet. And you're a fucking rookie and all this stuff. And it's like, finally, he's like, you know, I have a wall full of Oscars and Grammys, man. And I said... (laughs) Congratulations. And I was like, "Uh, are they they real or fake? Yeah. And he's like... (laughs)
3: Did you order them Amazon.com? And like, go and fuck I yourself. I was like, I did, it was a design
1: question. I didn't know, are they decoration? Or yeah. Are they the real, real awards? <laughs> and he's just like, go fuck yourself, man. And I was like... All right, I'm asking a simple question. Yeah, Don't get angry at me. Because basically,
0: the guy's a douchebag.
2: Yeah, if you're yeah. announcing how many awards you have, you are a douchebag. of a, course. Just but I was
0: like, uh, are they the real audience? or
1: fake? <laughs> <laughs> are
0: they real ones oh, or like, fake God. ones?
1: I just want to Eric? tell you I'm better than you because he, I have awards. What you, you,
0: you, you have is not being an asshole. What you have is big balls to confront that fucking douchebag for saying that. basically like, I have an award. But he was chewing me out like for...
1: Eight minutes, and I was finally he's like, he he ended it with the award thing, and I was like, are they oh. uh, are they real or fake? Yeah, and Good he was times. so thrown off and pissed off, and he was like telling me to go fuck myself. I was like. I, it's a design question. Are they just real? Yeah, okay, you, so they're real. Right. I didn't mean they're to real. Offend
0: you in that. They're real asking, awards. Okay, I'm sorry. Did you order them a did It's you? a legitimate I'm question. I, Tom I'm Hanks drunk. doesn't talk about the awards in his garage. You yeah. Know, for God's sakes. Yeah.
1: I know, but I was just like, there's a certain point. I was telling one of my, a family member of mine, Becky, is my sister, and she's like, I can't believe you said that, because she knows me growing up, you know, in Connecticut, melting off to Christmas parties, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm better now, but and I was like, but I said. Come on, the guy and there's a certain point where you're just well, saying, are you a joke? What kind of an idiot are you? Why do well, you have to,
0: uh, Here's the thing, right? Like you I thought are, it was you, good material. You though. and I you and I grew up in that part of town. I know, right? but so that was good material.
1: Up, you y- can't come up with stuff like that so <laughs> bad. No. That's what you tricky. said
0: what you said was brilliant, and so I'm not and, and I was not in the conversation, so I'm just going to assume it was brilliant. But it was, it you, was brilliant, you, dude. Was brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you basically call him out as being a douchebag, which is why he got pissed off. Right. He got pissed off not because not because uh, you questioned him. You got pissed off. He got pissed off because you basically called him out. Like, are you just bragging about bullshit? yeah if you're using
2: things like awards to defend your weak ego then that's embarrassing yeah so you
0: basically <laughs> embarrassed
1: him it's <laughs> like not because you weren't questioning
0: fantastic. his awards but yeah. you don't, were basically he's, questioning his ego yeah, he's, and we that is we what had,
1: embarrassed we, we had differences on strategy on this thing that i wrote mm-hmm. and i just was asking i was i was saying i don't you know is this correct <laughs> da 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 and he's right. like getting he started getting heated like i'm an idiot! I don't right. know anything. Right, right. And I was like, okay, it's well, frustrating. Are they really yeah. fake. yeah what you gonna do? That's a good one. I was like, that's great material. I was yeah. told my partner he later. He's like, he no, you it. didn't say that. I was
0: like, it's such good material. But come but, on, but Who comes up with that the but kind but of here's stuff the, that fast? Here's the thing, right? Like you and I grew up on on the on these Coast where it's uh, the credentials over there was like, where did you go to school? Ivy League okay. school or not yeah. Ivy League school?
2: I'm also in East Coaster. Yes.
0: Right, yep. so it was crazy. like did you go to Harvard, Cornell, right. Dartmouth, Yale, Yale blah, blah, Yep. Princeton, Princeton, whatever. yep, whatever. Right, that was a thing. That was all. Yep. That was what it was about. My dad went to Princeton, by the way. Just saying. So did mine. Oh, nice. <laughs> he was the class
2: of nineteen twenty something. No twenty. Yeah, I forgot what it was twenty. I can't remember what year it was. Twenty nine, maybe.
1: My dad was 51, 52. How was your dad? Warton? 1930?
2: Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, it was it's it, it, it was weird to read it. Actually, I can probably Google that. But yeah, the... Um, yeah, my
1: dad them, was my,
0: class of... My
2: 60, dad was very old when he died.
1: Class of 62. His roommate
0: was Woodrow Wilson, and they have
1: stories. <laughs> uh, so,
0: uh, okay. So, my dad, uh, Princeton, class of 62, his roommate... Uh, John Waterbury was the, uh, and they're still, they are still, like, their best friends. Uh, John Waterbury was, uh... Class of
2: 29, right there.
0: Wow. Holy shit. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Your dad
2: was, was... An old man when he died. Old... He, was, he was an old man when I was born.
0: Yeah, he was. Yep. Wow, class of 29. Mm-hmm. My dad was class of 62. My dad was 52. Wharton. Okay. So, uh, anyway, John Waterbury was president of Woodrow Wilson's uh, school. school. Um, Which they're changing. Which they're now changing because of, a.k.a. racism. (laughs) Man, I thought that foot
1: shadow was a rat. Your foot <laughs> shadow startled me. it was me. a mountain lion. Yeah. We do okay. So
0: um, I will. I will not. Uh, you guys have headphones on, but um, the wall behind you, mm-hmm. which is this little wall, is like a rat super highway. Nice. So nice. you will. You will hear like we used to have that. Yeah, but then we had a
1: Korean guy come in with some traps. That's nice. No more super We can't.
0: We can't change it because like. We can catch a bunch of rats but no. unless everyone down the whole street. Yeah, rats gotta do what they gotta do. Yeah. There's nothing you do about that. That's the way it is. When that's I was in undergrad nature. I used to work I I know it sounds bad like oh, yeah, I got a rat super highway in my backyard.
2: <laughs> it's yeah. It's yeah. through your living room, that's a problem. It's uh, like we're in nature right yeah. now. No,
0: that's it's just a rat. wall in the backyard. Yeah. yeah. It's just like
1: uh yep. we used to, uh, I worked for a guy four oh five of rats. Who <laughs> right. used to rat 5 He was a, uh, somewhere like, I think like my sophomore year, I needed a job just to make some money. And so this guy was, one of the painting instructors said, this this guy lives in an old estate. And he's a retired admiral with his brand new 28-year-old wife. Mm -hmm. And they need restoration work done. And so I went and bought tools and I aged them in my sink, (laughs) made a tool kit and aged it, (laughs) showed up. I'm like, professor, I won't say his name, told me to see him. a painter over there. And so I got the job and I used to work at his place and had old ballrooms and I restored them. And I worked for a year for him, over a year. And he used to come in the back. He was an admiral retired admiral and he used to sit in the back of his estate in pittsburgh where i went to underground outside of pittsburgh and he used to have a gun and i remember the first time i sat there he's smoking a pall mall and we're sitting in the back porch and he would shoot like the r- squirrels and the rats and you were telling us the story the fucking Chauncey, and i would it scared the shit out of me but then it finally i just said his th- name Chauncey? Chauncey Gardner. Yeah. no joke Mm-hmm. Really? Yes.
2: <laughs> Chauncey Gardner, right? That's where you're going. Okay. No, but Being I there.
1: won't say his last name yeah, for right, to be safe. Right. But I told you the story where the FBI was in the house.
0: No, you did not tell us that story.
1: I told you that story. I believe you told us the story. Please tell it again. It's a good story. Actually, I have to use the bathroom. Do you mind? Really
0: no,
2: not at all. Sorry no, no, about that. A a a a
1: yeah, it was it was fun. It was an interesting job and uh the uh wife was really young. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh very young yeah oh, but you he told- used to sit and he used to sit and fire guns and animals like the rats and the squirrels and i felt so bad but i was like what the but it used to scare the crap out of me so when you talked about the firing range up here it just made me think of him just going like gun smoke and you just shoot these animals on his state yeah it was horrible man smoking palm and drinking drinking scotch, something or, or mar, um, martinis or something, and he would just sit there with a gun and it had like silver. It was, it was I remember when I was,
0: I was an undergrad, right, and uh, it was it was weird. So uh, I used to be a uh, uh, a runner, right? I was yeah. a long distance runner, and I was a very good long distance runner. And then when I went to grad school, somehow I I quit running and I started smoking cigarettes because that was how I subsidized that's my a,
1: a national that's a great transition though it's natural
0: yeah. yeah because it was how I subsidized my addiction for running for uh, something I could deal with more immediately which actually like it, it actually it's actually pretty natural if you want to quit smoking and start running and get the it's actually pretty natural anyway do you know who was a really
1: uh, awarded Long distance runner in high school. Who? Alice Cooper.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Arizona. Nice. Top of his
1: class in high school and state. So I used... You could see that, though. He's lean. And, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I mean, I ran, I ran... I used to run about 100 miles a week. So I, yeah. I ran a lot. Um, anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> uh, when I was in grad school, I started smoking, and then it was hanging out with my, my roommate and he was also smoking and stuff. And so, because I was like, fuck it, I'm starting to smoke, I would experiment all kinds of cigarettes. And somehow I <laughs> decided to smoke Pall Mall unfiltered, unfiltered cigarettes. Yes. And I don't know why. I was like, yeah, this is what I'm smoking for now. It only lasted like a couple of months or whatever. And <laughs> my buddy Keith was like, Fuck, you're smoking pall mall unfiltered cigarettes. Like, that's like jail cigarettes. That's like really, that's really bad for Gitans. Yeah. You ever try Gitans? Oh, oh, Goulois. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible. French cigarettes, terrible. Goulois, Gitans, terrible. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you start, your head starts spinning and you pass out heavy
1: duty mm. heavy duty um thank god you didn't hold on to that uh smoking addiction
0: no yeah smoking was um it was weird cuz i like my whole family was smoking Hmm. my mom my my dad my sister everyone and i was like quote unquote the healthy one that was a runner wow yeah, and this was back in the '90s, right? So, like, I was, like, I would go on 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 like ski trips with the va- with the family, and I'm in the car. And it's cold, and they're all smoking in the car, and I'm like asking them to crack the window. <laughs> wow, no, none, nobody in my family smokes. Think think about think about that. Like, you 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 you're a, you're a long distance runner.
1: Yeah, you're baking your lungs with nice little
0: and, and then everyone is like. Yeah, we're, you know, taking our, you know, Christmas, you know, like our our, our skiing vacation up to, you know, Vermont or whatever. And we're driving from New York to Vermont. And I'm in the back of the car and they're all smoking in the car. I'm like, can you crack the window? It's like cold outside. It's like, I can't breathe. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like that would never, you know, happen today.
1: Never happened today yeah it's yeah it's uh you're you're lucky you didn't get sick from that yeah. you're lucky
0: well they they they've all quit smoking everyone's quit smoking but um
1: wow and your sister quit
0: yeah yeah they all quit they all your they sister all. lives in Holland Belgium Belgium yeah. Belgium yeah uh, she lives in Belgium she's doing well she's she's doing really well I'm very proud of what my sister has done in her life. It's good um and uh she's she's doing great. And my sister
1: just had hip surgery last Thursday. Really? Hip replacement. Oof. 56. Sports as a kid. She was a big lacrosse player, female lacrosse player.
0: My dad played lacrosse too at Princeton.
1: It's funny, my brother was a big um lacrosse player high school and college. I didn't of course play sc- lacrosse, but uh he was he played squash but he had uh, shoulder surgery last Friday so within two days she had hip replacement she had hip replacement she had hip replacement and he the next day had shoulder surgery right all from sports industry industry sports injuries injuries as you know high school college yeah that's why you got to pick a racket sports (laughs) I mean think about the chances of that I mean that's a big deal all from that stuff cuz his his fingers and shoulders are swollen his wrist you know yeah. so he's got a lot of that problem right here collagen's gone
0: yeah it's interesting like you know I've mentioned it several times but like i i I've, I've been fishing right and and i am i am now starting to uh, involve another uh, repetitive Muscle yeah. from casting, and specifically fly fishing, is a very specific type. Like you, like you, you have to keep it extreme. Like you have to be very, very accurate with what you're doing. So, fly fishing seems to me like prone for repetitive stress injury. <laughs> right cuz if you break your wrist if you if you have to keep your wrist extraordinarily straight which i'm not doing apparently and I'm, so by keeping this muscle like very repetitive it seems like i'm so now i'm suddenly starting to feel um that 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 tension like yeah how it how my hand works um I don't think I'm in any danger. Nope. See that's what you're doing there. You have to do this. Is you have to keep your wrist stiff. So you have to actually not your your wrist and your your forearm has to be 100% rigid. <laughs> so while you want to do this that that was a thing. It was interesting. Like I I went out with I, Imagine you decided you are going to learn how to play basketball, right?
1: Yeah, not going to happen.
0: Right. And it's like I decided at the age of 50 or whatever, I'm one to learn how to play basketball. And then um, suddenly you're trying to make baskets and you're not doing so well because you have no idea how to play basketball. Um, what happened to me specifically with fly fishing is that um, (laughs) I decided I am going to learn how to fly fish and then I got introduced to this guy who said I'm gonna help you learn how to fly fish and then is introducing me to all these people To help me learn how to fly fish. Mm -hmm. So what that means for me is. It's like me saying again. Go back to the basketball analogy. I decided I want to learn how to play basketball. But instead of actually. Learning how to play basketball. By watching YouTube videos. Which is what I was doing before. I am now. Being taught how to fly fish by go back to the basketball analogy, people who play in the NBA. Yeah. Like the people that are teaching me to fly fish are people that are like
2: Patrick Ewing.
0: Yeah. Like suddenly like my wife was like, I'm going to look up something about fly fishing because she's interested in stuff. And it's like, Oh shit. Al there's Q your, your guy. just came up on my feed. I was like, yeah, yeah, he's 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 no joke. Yeah, no doubt. Is there any
1: group like the Harlem Globetrotters in fly fishing?
0: <laughs> there is actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> High jinks on the river. Like, Oh, it's caught in my hair. Actually, no. There is. There there is there is,
0: and he's in my Zoom group. That's like nice. I'm like, there's a guy who's like. Like,
2: you know, crossover episodes. Of the Brady so punch. like like It's, nice.
0: uh, it's uh, so funny you said that because fly trotters. Well,
3: <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Jesse, there is a fly way. Trappers. Okay.
0: <laughs> so there's a guy the, the one of the guys who was on the on the so so Al's like you should be on this like imagine imagine you you're a guy who just discovered basketball. Mm-hmm and then suddenly you're on a zoom call with like the bulls right. and and yeah. the the, the globe trotters at the same time <laughs> right yeah. and they're like i don't know like and they're like talking about joking about stuff is like i have no idea what's going on that's incredible you know and and then they're they're joking about it and they're telling me about stuff and i and it was like and it, this guy is talking about like oh, uh, understicking uh, a fly cast, and like, what does that mean? <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, oh, well, let's explain that. And they're like, well, you know, if you fuck up a cast, right? Because a cast is supposed to do, like if you do a back cast and a front cast, you're supposed to do this perfect loop, and then the loop is supposed to go, uh, uh, your, your your fly line is supposed to go back to front, etc. But if you do it, then the loop goes under you, and you fucked up your cast. Mm. But this guy like a Holland globetrotter mm-hmm. says if you're clever you can make that work for you. Yeah, of course. Right. Right? Like it's basically like f- fucking up a dribble and making that dribble yeah. work for you, right? I'm right? Right. like how, explain that. It's like, "Well, I've got this trick like if I'm in, you know, uh, you know in the in the Everglades and I'm trying to cast under a tree, I can do a fucked up cast that would go under the tree and like <laughs> Which is what you're supposed to not do, right. but I can make it happen to do that ha- and it's like, oh
2: my God, it's good. It's
0: and I'm good. like it's like I don't even know how to do that like I'm just ha- like imagine if you can say, I threw a ball and it went that way. that's what I'm trying to do, right, but they're doing is like I threw a ball and they made it go behind and over and to the left and then right, right and then out of Hit my that hand halfway tree halfway
2: through. Bounced up. Someone else grabbed it and dumped yeah. It, so, and
0: and so. I planned that whole thing. Right, right. And this is what these flight casters are talking about. And I'm like, I made it go twenty five, you know, or sixty yards or whatever the mm-hmm. hell. It's like if I can do a sixty yard cast, it'd be amazing. And it doesn't even matter like how how accurate I am. So right. These guys are, but anyway, they're like, no, Chris, we're gonna help you. Like I am like. Why? Why? why uh, I, I am just like Robert Ford. <laughs> I am right. just like right. Robert Ford and Tracy James Gann. I'm life. like, why am I invited to this? Why am I here? Right. Right. And 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 no, I am not in love with Al Q. Yeah, maybe
2: the subtext. We don't know.
0: Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> but I do admire Al Q. Right. And I do love the fact. That Al Q has uh, has taken me under he's his wing, and is seven.
2: <laughs> we both have names that begin with.
0: No, and he's like, "Could you give a little
2: rub to my back? It's a little uh, little taunt." I there. love like, personally. I love imagining <laughs> I'm that the fly fishing community has like like little uh, like dime novels about fly fishing that are super exciting, where people <laughs> that people are getting murdered on the front cover. Uh, It'd be pretty amazing.
0: <laughs> there are certain things that like. There listen, there, there are certain things out there that you don't know about that I'm like, what the fuck is
2: going on? That's some extreme fly fishing stories. It's true. I hear it. I absolutely For know. example,
0: did you know that um, one of the most exciting kinds of fly fishing is available off the coast of California between here and San Diego? for mako sharks
2: no kidding do you know is this is also your parasail <laughs> did,
0: you, did you guys know that mako sharks are the fastest sharks in the ocean i did not know. That. i did not know that but okay, how so, big are they like 12 feet nine feet uh they got up to 600 pounds yeah they're pretty big shark big shark yeah fast shark. and they they go like 40 miles an hour 50 miles an hour yeah they're fast. Yeah. They're very fast sharks. They're the fastest sharks around. And you can fly fish them if you're very good. Right. And they will jump out of the ocean 20 feet in the air. No. Yep. Like and it, do what? Flips and shit. <laughs> like very exciting to catch.
1: Yeah. To ca- but how big is the lure on that thing?
0: Oh, it's a whole different sport. Yeah, but what did pound test line are you using? Oh, yeah. yeah no, 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 It's a whole different sport. Yeah. Like, just look up fly fishing for mako sharks. It's like, what the fuck? I lost like, an arm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it, that's a funny thing. So, I listened to a podcast with a friend of Al. Mm-hmm. And and he was talking about, like, he's a guide. He That's his thing he does in San Diego. He's, like, he, that's he's a guide for fly fishing for sharks. Mm. And he's, like, all the guys, he goes, like, uh. That sounds like an indie college rock band from the 80s, fly fishing for sharks. <laughs> fly fishing for sharks. Like, and the, the guys, everyone is, like, have you ever thought about, you know, doing this, d- this soundtrack was. to Jaws? It's like, right. yeah. Every time someone comes on this boat, they ask me to play the theme song, The Shark, The so, Jaws. Every time we go, yep. That's right. that, because basically, what they do is they put a big chum line behind them, right? right. So they got the chum line going to get the make Shark. And Don't by three to o'clock, they, uh, Black you, should listen, you should listen. White. to the. You should listen to the podcast. It's like, oh my god, this is crazy. So yeah.
2: So we do have to. I think we will have to find what are the great fly fishing movies outside of a river runs through it. Right, right. There must be something. There must be something somewhere because obviously *River and which I actually enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, it's a very slow movie, but a very gentle, nice movie. Um, but I think that, that Brad Pitt also. Brad Pitt <gasps> also. Yes, and okay, uh, Guapo man. man, I tell you. But yeah, that uh, who was that,
0: the other uh, person on that?
2: Uh, that's um, yeah, it's Redford and him, and well, Redford directing. And let's see, Jimmy Kimmel.
0: It's been a while. Let's, let's who see is who is his brother? Like it's interesting. Like I actually don't remember. I'm going I don't to show. remember off the top of my head, besides Brad Pitt. Andy Garcia, who this who was is... the brother who was actually a protagonist in the movie.
2: Uh, t- 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 oh shoot! Yeah. Okay, so it's a uh, uh, Craig Sheffer, Tom Skerritt, Tom Skerritt, Tom Skerritt. Always awesome. Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt is in this movie. I've forgotten. Um, who is who is the who is who is uh, that's Brad Craig, his brother? I believe that's Craig, Craig Sheffert. Sheffert. let's say, okay. let's look it up. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, Brad was the big winner out of this movie. I think that's the uh, so
0: the I was I was uh, at my uh, yeah, Craig Sheffer. my famous uh, not so famous or secret uh, fishing spot in Malibu, mm-hmm. and uh, I was fly fishing in the surf struggling as i always do and this woman came up to me and she goes i can't believe you're fly fishing in the surf that's amazing (laughs) and she was really impressed by this okay and she was really she was really cool actually she was really nice and she was like this is really hard and i said yeah that's why i'm doing it (laughs) Right on. I'm doing this. I'm doing this to get my energy out, mm-hmm. and I don't actually care if I catch fish or I don't catch fish. Because you're cooped up all the
2: time. And this right. It's nice. Right. No. You know, no one's on the beach, and you get there.
0: Right. And I and thing. I go on the beach, and, and and most times I get there 6 o'clock in the morning, any beach in Malibu, I'm the only one there. Right. right? And so when you're on the beach, you're on this beautiful, beautiful beach, and you're the only person there. Mm-hmm and all the only other beings you see are pelicans and dolphins. Right. That's a good feeling.
2: Yeah, no that's a that that's a big Worth draw. It. Big Worth draw. Worth it. Worth it.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? And so it doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have, you're there. Right? Right? So that's 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 what it is. And cuz I'm I'm surrounded by some very expensive homes. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
2: Right. and they do not use that area to fly fish. No, no, they're wasting good fly fishing land.
0: No. Well, though I do have, I, ha, I, I have. That's found, another indie rock band. <laughs> my fishing land. Here's the other thing that's interesting, Dan, <laughs> is that I have actually gone. I, I found a secret place, <laughs> quote unquote, secret place that I love, and that. And you cannot Al- take pictures of. Al Q told me do not take pictures yeah. of anything that references land because people are going to figure this out right. and it is it isn't in a very uh, a wealthy place in Malibu mm-hmm. but uh, beach is public land so you can fish there anytime you want right. so what's interesting is that I go back there all the time mm-hmm. uh, successfully or not successfully it doesn't matter right. but Brady has caught some great fish there so that's awesome that's great we're still going there and then Brady now loves fishing and he wants to go fishing with me so I created a fishing partner yeah. out of this. So I'm not, I'm cool about it. I right? definitely
2: enjoy that. That's a great, that's a, that's an excellent story. Teaching, teaching your son to fly fish is That's great. It's exciting to me. So,
0: but I keep going to that same place mm-hmm. to the point where I keep seeing the same people mm-hmm. because that's their neighborhood and right. they're walking the beach. Right. And they're like, Hey, what's up, buddy? So, they have gotten to know me there, mm-hmm. even though I live in Burbank. <laughs> yes, even though. And they're like, "Hey, you know, like your sons catch like they're they're being friendly," mm-hmm. and so like, okay, that's interesting. I think it's quite nice.
2: And, and they're like, Haldorado.
0: "What are you catching here?" Because they're not used to people like catching fish there. Because right. it's not that known a place to go fishing. Right. <laughs> but
1: the old guy walks up and he and his son his son Brady turns to like screw off old timer
0: like one of the guys showed up one of the guys showed up is like I can tell like this guy is like this guy is Hollywood like yeah. producer Hollywood like he's al- he's always on the phone like right, he's course. on his Classic. Bluetooth and right. like walking with his cup of coffee down the beach, which is great. Think about it. If you're if you're a successful producer, or whatever, sure. right? Understand that. And you're making your phone calls with New York, right? right? Because it's early in the morning. Right. You've Got to make your calls with New York it with the investors, I right? Understand it, right? So it's going to be early in the morning. It's going to be seven seven o'clock in the morning, whatever, which is going to be ten o'clock in the morning in New mm-hmm. York, right? So you're making your calls with New York. Walk the beach in Malibu. Get your cup of coffee and your thermos, right? No, that's right, of course. Hang out, do the thing. And he's he's doing his call. He's doing his call. He's a producer. He's walking down the beach in Malibu at his house. It's like, that's a good life, right? He's, a, he's got a good life. Mm-hmm. And he runs into the same guy. I was like, hey, buddy, what's, what you doing? You,
2: you're going to have an emotional effect on this guy. Because he's he has to get up at 7 in the morning to do his deals and run his business and uh, get all crazy and caffeinated and all this stuff. <laughs> and then he runs into the completely chill fly fisherman. Like, and then he goes Yoda. back
1: inside. And just as as the two Asian prostitutes are leaving his home, and he's he, like, he kind of grabs his coffee this. and he looks out and he's like... River runs through it. River runs. I can't through think it. of any other movie that's been a fly fishing movie. <laughs> I got to get in touch with I this gotta, immediately. It's very true. Why don't we make a Suki? Why don't we? Okay, you guys left. I but anyway, like, <laughs> why don't we make a fly fishing movie? A river runs to it. <laughs> to, to it. To <laughs> You're right. We can do it in China. I, I, I want yeah, to go talk right. to that fellow with the young kid.
2: <laughs> that's right. We can make this happen. Yeah.
1: Technical advisor. I think that the, the Chris way to and Brad Nichols getting
2: getting our hopes up that there's more than one great fly fishing movie. Maybe a bit of a reach, but I think there might be getting in touch with nature movies that we could oh, do God. that. We could go, like, go that far. I've like we might be on a quest for a long time there for the is, next great fly fishing listen, movie comes out.
0: <laughs> I think people are underestimating how amazing fly fishing is. I don't. Th- I, I. I
1: think it's amazing. I do. But just the concept of this—you inspiring this guy with his cappuccino <laughs> and the prostitutes are leaving you know, his huge change, home he, change, and he changes his life. I right do after love that.
0: it. I do love that. Movie. Hang on, I'm, I'm just going to do
2: this right now. Best fly fishing movies.
0: Let's see what it comes from. I out. thought he was gonna say best prostitutes in Malibu. Oh boy. Oh, well, yeah. uh, fly fishing salmon salmon and, 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 and uh, the, the salmon one with uh you see this all uh, right salmon what's the, the salmon fishing in in, in the Yemen. Yemen. Yes, yes okay, that
2: is not on this list. Uh this the list, list that has come up is a river runs through it. There we are. Mm-hmm. Low and clear. Don't know it. Uh, The Lost World of Mr. Hardy, Alamo Bay, Artificial Fish, This River Why, Kiss the Water, and then we're in the Old (laughs) sea. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, that is the end of that. Cast Alaska, and uh, let's see, uh, Man's Favorite Sport with Rock Hudson and Paul
0: Apprentice. Well, here's (laughs) here's here's the thing, right? Like, the whole, like, think about it. The whole point of fishing mm-hmm. is to convince a fish to eat something to get hooked. Right. Right? Right. So you can do that in many ways. Mm-hmm. The, the easiest way is to give it food that it wants to eat and accidentally introduce a hook into it. Right? right? That makes sense. So bait, live bait, mm-hmm. whatever... This is the easiest way to convince a fish to eat something. Sure. So that's a good thing. Right. The next thing to do is to introduce an artificial thing that looks like a bait.
2: Right. And learn how to control it so it acts properly. So it acts properly. So, really, there's an aspect of puppetry. Puppetry, yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so you, see, do I that. see
1: where you're going. We get the Jim Henson group involved. Okay. In so I think now,
2: also being John Malkovich with the giant puppet. Uh, Malkovich, uh, right. there's, there's So that is the next
0: level of thing, and then. What's interesting about that aspect? so the when you're dealing crystal? with, like, let's say a worm on a hook, you're dealing with a worm on a hook. Worm on a hook, you're just kind of waiting for the fish to just kind of, it's like, the chomp. Dark of it's the
1: Dark Crystal, the fly fishing movie. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Finally, it's the crossover we've been looking for.
1: Yeah, that's what he's thinking about. With this cappuccino, he's like, <laughs> I love David Bowie, but I also love fly <laughs> fishing.
2: labyrinth meets a river runs through <laughs> it.
1: It's
2: perfect. Oh I think we got it. I think we nailed it. Labyrinth, riverlands through it, and I'm man's favorite with, with rock bands and small <laughs> I'm almost
0: with you. But you guys want on a tangent and I still need to finish my point? Go for oh it. Yes, my no. god. Okay. It's absolutely. It's okay. Though. So, so the next. Oh my god. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Keep I'm distracted. Going. I'm distracted, but I have to finish this one. I'm like, it's it's hard because I'm like, I want to go with labyrinth. Okay. So the next point is like, okay, so you have to do a lure or whatever, and you, it's all about. Pretending to be a fish. Then the most. Incredible Mr. Limpet. <laughs> so so then there's. The, oh, that was do du- Come on,
2: Dan, be serious. <laughs> no, we can do it as the, it's part of the time travel thing also because of <laughs> the Don Knotts connection. It oh, all comes right.
0: together. Don Knotts. Don't distract me. I have to finish my story.
3: <laughs> I was so this. like. Don Knotts. No, no, you're, no. yes, you're, you're, right. you're close. You're close. Right. You're okay. okay, so you're okay. distracted so by the
0: then, hook. So, So then, mm-hmm. the next thing is fly fishing. Why did fly fishing get invented fly fishing get invented be- because trout are very spooky they are uh you they're not spooky just, to people
2: they are easily spooked they're easily yep. spooked right.
0: so you have to present to them the food that they want to eat which is mainly small flies and different things right. so you have to introduce this system to do this and that's how fly fishing got invented which is extremely challenging because (laughs) the whole point of introducing something so small and the way that the line works is extremely challenging. All kinds of casting, etc. Then the whole thing is like well, I am going to continue to introduce this method of fishing Mm -hmm. to all kinds of things. From trout to mako sharks. Wow, that is crazy, <laughs> right? So, the whole point is like, can I convince X fish mm-hmm. to eat a fly? Right, and that's challenging.
1: Right, I just don't know how with a mako with a surf. What type of lure? It must be like a like a, a six inch lure. It looks like a grapnel.
3: <laughs> it looks well, like like, like James okay. Bond fires so, out of a gun. So, so, exactly. so, dealing,
0: so you can you can you can catch you you can actually catch like a, a like a like a a, 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 a billfish like a, a um, what's it called a, a sailfish or, or a bluefin or whatever with a with a fly rod, right? It's actually possible. Could you or, do a tuna a seven hundred pound tuna with a fly absolutely. rod? Absolutely. Get out absolutely of here. so what you do is what you do is you you if you're on a boat right and you're trolling for a fish is you put nylon you know you put teasers out there and so you say here's a fish with no hook and you're like getting it's it's like a cat <laughs> you get the cat they're like here, a tuna would do would fall for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely! You get a you get a fish. It's like oh, catch this fish, and you have like a like a, a piece of uh, a, a, a skipjack or whatever you're going to put up there, and like you get them to do it. And then what you do is you introduce this actual live fish out there, and then you tear that away, and then you have the fly fisherman put their fly that looks. Similar to it, it in the same spot and it's like a, it's oh that's what switch, I want literally. it's a bait it's literally a bait and switch right right 100 percent a bait and switch
2: also we know what to call this movie Skipjack that is a money maker right there yeah I same. know there it is Skipjack um, you tell that to that producer you meet at seven o'clock in the morning Skipjack my friend that's right it. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, <laughs> so Macaulay Culkin comes back when you Skip catch
0: Jack. When, when when and the <laughs> other thing is on a on a fly rod. On a fly rod, catching a really big fish is a huge challenge because of the way that the, the that the reel works and everything else works. It's not like just a big bunch of muscle. Mm-hmm. It's actually much more challenging right. and therefore more exciting to catch. Uh, I get it. I get it. See? So if you like listen, a trout catching a catching a like, you know, a quarter pound trout is very exciting Mm -hmm. on a fly rod. On a regular fishing rod, Mm -hmm. not so exciting. Right, 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 right. Right? But on a fly rod, it's exciting. So everything you catch, like, so if you can convince a quote-unquote whatever it is, fish, salmon, Mm -hmm. trout, tuna, hammerhead, shark, whatever it is, to eat a fly, that's exciting. So convincing a fish to eat a fly, Okay. it's actually kind of, I think, of I, I
2: think that there's some strong metaphorical opportunities mm-hmm. in terms of filmmaking for a yeah. story like this i think yeah. that, i think it's there.
0: convincing them to eat something that is out of their nature yeah, exactly the bait yeah. and switch and I, think it. It. I think
2: this is it i think it's it also i want to oh, offer like
0: a, literally bait and switch it, like, yeah, it's literally
2: it's exactly bait and that and that, so that's the we have
1: like, to be careful about using that name bait and switch i think there's a porno made called no no, no,
2: no. skipjack a bait and switch story okay there, there we is. go see and also i just want to order or, uh, a bit of a rata it is um uh rock Hudson Paul Apprentice and it's not man's favorite sport it has a question mark at the end of it yeah so it's rock Hudson Paul Apprentice man's favorite sport sport there, just, huh. just didn't want it to get confused with anything else. Yeah. Very important. Very yeah, important. That's the question mark. That's the question I, mark. And I'm going right. to
0: apologize to our audience for my obsession with fishing.
2: <laughs> I think that by now they've become quite, quite acquainted yeah. to the fishing aspect of this show, and we should, uh, we should wholeheartedly embrace it. I think if we, as long as we do it in a, a, <clears throat> a, a, a certain segment, like maybe the third intermission, then welcome to the fly fishing v- versus movies section of the show. People, right. people will start, this, they're going to buy the merch for that. Honestly, like that's, um, you're going to be fly fishing. The producers going to be having Martini giant fly fishing t-shirt on. <sighs> and he's going to be like, I was there when it started in my. Surf. I love this kid. That's he it. Taught me everything about baiting <laughs> and switching. True. Once I got rid of those
1: prostitutes, I changed my life. <laughs> they stole my laptop. Never again. At least not through. I got to go through an agency, I guess, because it was crazy. It's true. It's I had true. everything on that laptop. Yeah. Um, with Dan and the silhouette, it looks like the set for Survivor here with all these <laughs> the tiki torches. <laughs> it's
0: like final round. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I. Uh, so so it's like <laughs> Dan, I don't just know why. Run I live all these no yeah. shirt and a torch above. Like, <laughs> I live all these tiki torches in the backyard because like uh, uh, that was there's actually mosquitoes back here. So I I lit all these tiki torches because uh, uh, I had. Uh, 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 Oil for for mosquito repellent in that like that was my best option, Mm -hmm. and I was like, it feels a little uh, (laughs) what what the 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 racist. Uh, uh, the guys who were running around with tiki torches. Oh yeah,
2: the racist morons with the fucking yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I'm and, like, yeah, Virginia, whatever it
0: was I was like, I'm just trying to chase away the yeah. mosquitoes. Not <laughs>
2: that's a great place, kid. You got like you got mosquitoes, get the rat highway, and you couple, a couple of couple <laughs> of racist tiki torches to really tell you what's going on, Martini Giant. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for like making light of that. This. this looks like like yeah. This is this is like with the the place they storm at the end of uh, Miami Vice. So when you, if you're looking through the, if you're, you're come to try and see us at Martini Giant, look for the rat highway with the most mosquitoes, and then you're here. This is, by the way, I'm joking. Mm-hmm.
1: One of the most beautiful houses I know. It's an incredible place. Beautiful. Yep. I love good it. Good light. Good atmosphere. Very nice, because you're at the foothills, right? Yep.
0: Foothills. Yeah. Foothills of the Verdugo Mountains.
1: Verduga. Beautiful mountains. Um yeah. over just over by the uh, the. San Clamidia Hills oh, yeah. mountains, it's very nice. And uh, right? these were formerly on fire. They
0: were, they were actually on fire. <laughs> yeah, like uh, those of fire. you who follow me on Facebook, like the the hillsides behind us were like Mordor. that's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> a couple years ago, <laughs> but you yeah, never had the, to flee. You were on the verge of fleeing. We, I was. We were Karen and I were in a house. The kids were uh, at. A, uh, we 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 basically put our kids on a sleepaway camp yeah. to our friend's That's house nice. down the hills and they're like hey hang out over there well Karen and I were like uh, and and it's fine. watering your roof I was watering my roof yeah right sure. and then my neighbors my neighbors across the street who've lived here for 40 years like laughing at me right and like it's it's not even whatever yeah, I'm man, like man. but do you see the glow of fire and I was like, <laughs> it's, it was like exactly. it's like it's like it's like it's at least a half a mile away, don't you know? Don't sweat it. Don't sweat. <laughs> it. No, it
1: could it can happen. It happens fast. No, I, know, I we, know. We had a fire know, behind Eric, our house. Yeah,
0: but it listen, was like zip zap. Listen, I, and I, we were here. We're fine. We survived so far. it. But it's true. Yeah, it is what it is. There it is. There it is. But it's a great house. I love this it's house. It's a lovely
3: house. It's
2: beautiful. Lovely view. And it's nice to be out and about for once. I know,
0: right? Six months, and we'll so. do it again. So, actually, we're, we're, we're well over three hours. Uh, so let's talk about what we should cover for the next episode. Is it your pick? I think it's it? my pick this time. It's your pick, Dan? Yep. yep. Know, do right. you have an idea? Mm, Saturday, no. right? Yeah, Saturday.
2: So i got to come up with something. You have um, to come
0: up with something. Uh, and you don't have to do it now, but we can have it inspire
2: by tomorrow you. Yeah, I'll have it by tomorrow morning. Is anything that we talked about before that is interesting to you guys?
1: Any, any thoughts? Don't do River Runs Through It, but something else. Yep. Uh, wait, what did I say? Hold on. Didn't I say... Oh, wow. I had my memory. Didn't I tell you the other day, oh, we should also do... And you said, no, You, we should do... Th- I'll think of it. We no, talked okay. the other day, and... Uh, I can't remember. Ah,
2: uh, no, no, it's it's tough to come up with a good one-two punch like this one. This was like that was very that was a great day of movie watching for me today. This uh, a one. I, I love this yeah.
0: combo. Yeah, I, I I mean, honestly speaking, I cannot recommend this enough to people. It's a
1: lethal combo.
0: Yeah, it's really, really tremendous. It is. It is. It is. It's like kit.
1: It's like going out. It's it's like in the seventies going out to your mailbox and getting penthouse and Omni subscription all at once. <laughs> Come and see the most amazing
2: science you've ever seen. Science, <laughs> science and breasts. Oh, you and, get a and, can
1: get it beat. And fly where fishing, You wouldn't believe what we have in store for you. <laughs>
3: oh my god like, I got the um, I got the
1: penthouse oh what can I go for first what am I in the mood for it's a double shot <laughs> that's
0: right
2: oh. that's
1: right good luck. pleasure yeah.
2: <laughs> but seriously this thing this this movie comic today was definitely one of the most uh, satisfying I've had in a while I think that like this movie uh, 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 Jesse James 2007 We've, uh, we're shortening to that is people have not seen this thing I'm almost sure of it and uh, it will it is a it is a if it's set I, up especially by Jesse James 49.
0: We, I mean, Incredible. it's like, honestly speaking, it's like, this is the most martini giant thing we've done. Yep. Because what we're doing is we're taking a movie that I have never seen. Mm-hmm. That is like me going, why the fuck has no one ever seen this movie? Yep. And then presenting it in the best way. No, it's great. It's by, oh, by, <laughs> by by putting it... Yep. No, no. This is this is totally Eric. You, Hold on to uh, you're it. Getting, on to you're it. getting all the credit for this. You're putting all the context into it. Let's present the 1949 version mm-hmm. that made this possible. Yep. It, it, this movie would never have been what it is no, if it wasn't for the yeah, 1949 it's part of the dialogue version. of what's happening. It is. Absolutely. You need to watch yep. this movie to give context to why and this you will be and
2: i guarantee you, like you're like you're gonna watch this movie and you'll be like this movie is so great it's so powerful it's so emotional it has 10 of the great character actors currently working of all time <laughs> it's brad pitt's best performance It has casey affleck knocking it out of the park and it's the best one of the best looking movies i've ever seen in my life the music makes me cry and you're gonna be like why the fuck isn't this on criterion we don't know they're probably never going to put on. They're putting on put Armageddon up there. I mean, they're I not mean, like put this up there. I mean, stunning, stunning. Talk about a real. How much movie. movie
0: like like did it fail at the box office? Horribly, really.
2: Horribly. really? Yeah. And now Brad Brad Pitt has said this it's is the, the favorite, This is his favorite movie that he has ever been in. And I agree with him. I yeah. think that, I think that it's it, like a, a guy who's done a lot of brilliant work. This is head and shoulders the greatest movie he's ever made. It's really, really it's amazing. Really amazing. Yeah, stunning. Not to I'm, mention, I'm like, like you, I'm
0: like emotional about this. Like, yeah. it's it's. And I don't want to scare people why off. Why have like, I never really, seen this? There's
2: thing. some really funny bits in this movie. Like it's not a totally grim, horr- horrifying experience. Like there's a lot of weird humor. There's lots of gr- it is long. It is long. It's long, but the thing is, like, what is long in the age of streaming when you binge watch 12 hours of something in one day?
0: It's long because you lose track of things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I watched it over. M- Sure. But the visuals yeah.
2: carry you. Yeah, it is a transportative movie, without a doubt.
1: I stopped them just it, to it, sketch the them. Thing, the thing... Yep. I freeze I, frame I, it.
0: You're right, and you're right. But if you compare it to the 1949 version, mm-hmm. where it's like, there was no reason to pause in the 1949 Oh, no, it's a, like version. that is a no, straight No, but it's straight to the theaters, yeah. you know? Right. Like,
2: that's, a, that's a bam right in there movie. It's great. I Boom. think
0: that's the thing. Sure. Okay, besides the fact that the title... It's horrible this, and yes, a daunting. marketing disaster. Right. Uh, the fact that f- after the first 40 minutes or 30 minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. although important to the plot. It's,
2: it's it's more like the center section is vignettes, right? And, and the, confusing. And, yeah. Like it, it's if you don't know the relationship between the characters super well, it can be confusing. The vignettes themselves are great. You know, uh, but they are—they are—they. It's very tough the first time around to fully appreciate how they are connected I in a way that feel slows like the movie they're down kind the of out.
1: like vignettes from a comic book that mm-hmm. Casey Affleck always spent his time reading.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, like because they're real set pieces. Like yeah, the, they're the, all the middle section like set pieces.
1: They're all framed like a comic book right. would right. be, and there was an illustrative quality to them that maybe that's just the narrative based off. Like it's almost like because he all he knew about him was through the books right. first and he memorized them and to see him like like the stuff we haven't talked about yet like
2: there is uh there is a a gunfight in this movie i believe there's only i think there's only one really uh and in the gunfight in the attic in the where they're staying and it is so weird and frightening that uh, it's almost funny but
1: the funniest part of that was can you hear us yeah Anna's going to miss you. Oh my you. God, it's brilliant. Right? I, I showed my daughter. I was like, that's yeah. the funniest scene I've ever okay, seen. It's,
2: it's, it's, <clears throat> this is the brilliance of the movie. It's like, it really finds this weird humor all over the place. It's just like, they're yelling at this the guy who's like, obviously already gone in a mental sense. And he's dying. And they're just like,
1: I bring you some water, Wood, but I think you just choke on it. <laughs>
2: You're just like, now, oh
1: watch that scene. Right. And then... Listen to the album from 92 by Nick Cape called Henry's Dream. Oh, yeah. And Mike Finn's wife. Hmm. Mayor Finn's wife. Mayor Finn's wife.
2: Yep. Yep, 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 yep.
1: No, this is a... The rose in her teeth uh, and the stockings and the stiletto heels. And they take a knife and stab him in the the gut. Yep. And steal the bride. This is... Yeah, this movie there's nails also a humor to it yes. yeah exactly it nails it exactly and i got the, a dream joe
2: there's a there's a character in this movie played by garrett dillahunt he's the he's the dumb guy of the group and garrett dillahunt you'd recognize him from all sorts of he's all over the place he's uh he's like tommy lee jones sidekick in uh, no country for old men he's a wonderful mm-hmm. actor great character actor. um and uh jesse james thinks that he's betrayed him and so he basically shows up to kill him right and this scene is Is so sad and frightening, but because Garrett Dillahunt is a brilliant actor, it's also kind of sad and funny. Like he's just like he's such a dope, Mm -hmm. uh, and he's so trapped and he doesn't realize what the fuck is going on at all. That you can't help but like laugh at what is happening, and then you feel terrible that you have laughed at him. Like it's it's brilliant.
1: Oh, Oh, here's the thing. Yeah, go for it. Here's the thing that I was going to say first was. The Burl Ives thing, mm-hmm. well, I, and then not Hateful Eight, but something that you because it's so many movies I've seen in that Burl Ives thing. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, right. Then, what did I double shot? I said to you the other day, I said, "Let's do Prisoners." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. With because I felt it was like pulling all from the French movie that I love so much, The Vanishing. Vanishing.
2: The vanishing. the
0: vanishing. The Vanishing. You've been talking about The Vanishing It's, my, oh, it's man, a scar- love, It's one of my favorite a movies ever. scary movie. It's the <laughs> scariest movie. It's very scary. Very scary. Yeah. That but is a the, very upsetting movie. But the, Can we save that for Halloween? But Vanishing
1: <laughs> and...
2: And Prisoners. Prisoners. Yeah, that's a good combo. It's the
1: same thing. That's
2: a brilliant combo. You know I'm all about the Villeneuve. So, that's... Uh, prisoners is... Villeneuve. By the way,
1: did you First, notice Villeneuve. the... Neuve. Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Do you Villeneuve. know French, Chris? Come on. We know French. So, uh, I'm kidding. I am mm. um, I have so many words on my wall, okay? I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. Here's the thing. The um, mm, mm, mm. What I was going to say, there was a John Ford searcher shot in see, this movie. Oh, yeah. Yep. Is there a trailer for the new Dune stuff out?
2: Not yet. It's coming out. Uh, the trailer's in August 12th. I'm very We into touched Dune, on it so earlier, very, about very an hour and a half
1: ago. There is going to be a point where Okay. there are no trailers.
2: Well, like they're trying to use this trailer as a lure fishing style uh, for, wait, to get so us you're into like the a theater fish, to see the trailer. Yeah, I'm just saying. Exactly. Because they, they make you come see Tenet, and they do this by giving you the Dune
1: trailer. I think that's how oh, it's going to work. It's Maybe like not a Tenet, little lure floating on the water. Exactly. They but didn't... wait a minute. There will be a point where no new productions, no new trailers. There's no new trailers. Dot com.
2: We're definitely getting to the point where it's just like, I, and I said it before, but it's like, it, we're running out of stuff to watch. Like it's getting, you start going to the backlog. Like I'm, while I'm working, I have on movies all the time while I'm painting and like I'm digging into, you know, like break heart pass, you know, and stuff. You know like what this. it is? It's going to be
1: Cinerama <laughs> dome and it's going to be smoking the, the, ab- and the bandit bloopers oh and yeah it'd be the whole movie it's just the bloopers
2: oh yeah that's it that's With all James i need, mean. coco dude if it's they would crazy. just like a mid-80s burt reynolds experience stick <laughs> you know uh
0: fucking right. sharky's machine well, sharky's machine <laughs> we, we, that's it I, I, number
2: one movie in america sharky's machine three straight weeks <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are going to uh wrap it up but uh because that's what we're going to do uh but we do I do want you, uh, Dan, to come up with yep. The yep. movie. That's my assignment. And you have to do it soon because yep. well, you'll have it I, we morning. have to watch it over. The you'll next have few this days. tomorrow.
1: I got to do the graphics, man. So I'll send you pictures. I did. I got to do the thing for the those movies we talked about. I totally spaced that. But the other thing I can knock it out because I did eat. I did the Close Encounters in like a day and a half. Oh
2: yeah, no, it's great.
1: But the thing is, the ones for Jesse James, I'm going to send you. You have to post for it. Mm-hmm. Is is going to be great because they they're going to be okay. like, don't, don't, don't start that. Wait, don't, finish don't, my other ones first. Don't, don't shortchange
0: our our uh, our our uh, 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 time travels. The time. No, who said did I did I say I'm shortchanging you. said I'm, I'm going, going to shortchange the time that, travels. I'm not going to start that until <laughs> I'm done with the time <laughs> travels.
1: <laughs> I have great time travels already set up. I just didn't complete them. Yeah, we have our assignments. I mean, yeah. like, because you got married. Yep. Who? I and to get married. married. Yeah, and, I understood
0: like
2: And, and uh, Pleasantville. Yeah. So, no, I mean, no like, these Pleasantville
0: like, is so easy. Like, color, not color. Color, not color. That's like, right. Like, you know,
2: Don knots, like, no Don knots. That's uh, it. I know. That's it. But I think that if you were to swap me out with Reese Witherspoon, it's going to be confusing to people because mm-hmm. very similar. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be like, he didn't even do anything with this. <laughs> but know. okay, so my assignment, come up with the new... I'm going to tell you what the combo is going to be. I'm just going to okay. say right now. The river runs through, river runs through it and... Man's favorite sport? (laughs) This is it. (laughs) Baseball. It's fly fishing. It's a fly fishing movie with Cary Grant. No. Cary Grant? Rock Hudson. Rock Hudson. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, Paul uh, Apprentice.
0: uh, 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 Man's favorite uh, uh, sport. African. uh, What's the. the, 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 uh, Oh, my God.
2: The African Queen. African Queen. Oh that's a good movie. I like that movie. I'm a yeah. big old Humphrey Bogart. I was not Humphrey a Humphrey Bogart. Bogart. I was not a Humphrey Bogart fan until probably within ten years. I didn't get it until suddenly I just got it all at once. I don't know what. I was just like, oh shit, this guy's amazing. And I used to African not like Queen him. Queen
0: is a beautiful movie. Yeah, I like that movie. I
2: like that movie a lot. I like. So um, sad. I like, I love uh, Catherine Hepburn in general. I recently loved Bogart. I'm a big big sleep fan. I'm a big. Um, uh, a Casablanca fan, obviously. But yeah. In a lonely place, all that stuff. He's you know, just fantastic now. Uh, Captain Quig and um, what's the uh, uh, what mutiny? The, me, me, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. You know the one I'm talking about. I just can't remember the title. But yeah, the, he's uh, he's he's a, he's a contender. We might put that up there. But I'll have an answer tomorrow morning. You can tell I've been right. drinking a lot of coffee. I'm talking fast.
0: So fishing, fishing is the
2: thing. Fishing is the thing. It is the thing. But I'm so happy to have people that love this movie as much as I do. That is really a, such a nice breakthrough. Because I, I I don't know even now many people who've seen The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Which is a Terrible
0: movie. title. <laughs> awesome movie. <laughs> awesome. Beautiful
2: movie. Awesome film.
0: I mean seriously awesome movie. Yep. I, I, I I It's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like You love movies, Mm -hmm. and then you're suddenly introduced to a movie like, "How have I never, never seen this movie?" And so it's a wonderful thing to be like a passionate person about movies and introduced to something that you've never seen before. Exactly,
2: unearth something that should have should be by
0: a fabulous actors. Yep,
2: yep, one hundred. Casey
0: Affleck. Is yep. amazing in this. Yep. And also look up Casey Affleck doing the Dunkin' Donuts uh, vanilla nut taps uh, 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 on SNL. This yes. so classic.
2: His three great performances: Manchester by Casey the Sea, Casey Affleck,
0: Dunkin' Donuts. All you got to do vanilla nut taps.
2: Yeah. <laughs> then that, then we're good. Then that's it. Yeah. I would also Manchester
0: say, by the Sea is amazing.
2: That's a great film. Also, I just rewatched it, it as a minor tangent. The director of Manchester by the Sea is a guy named Kent Lonergan, who's a wonderful director. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just rewatched a movie of his called um, uh, 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 with Mark Ruffalo and L- Laura Linney. Um, it's going to come back to me. Shoot. Anyway, look at this movie up. It is so, so good. Um, and it's about a brother and sister reconnecting. Super simple. His first film. XXYY? Me. No, no, no. I don't know. It's embarrassing that I can't think of it. You can count on me. You can count on me absolutely fucking great movie just saw it last week for the first time in about okay. 15 years uh, young Mark Ruffalo
1: the young one I love is XXYY oh yeah yeah I remember love that, that film. Yeah, that's, good, that's a good picture too
2: but yeah Kenneth Lonergan also on the Kenneth Lonergan if you like uh, Manchester by the Sea look up um, Margaret with um, uh, what's her face from the vampire show on HBO okay great director but Casey Affleck giant supporter love that guy's work
0: Yeah, he's he's an amazing actor.
2: Yep, yep. Much agreed. Much agreed. Oh my god,
0: his performance.
2: Yeah, especially in the the change, post assassination in the Hmm. last ten minutes is what makes that movie so heartbreaking for me. It's a very minor change, but he feels.
0: Yeah, he he feels,
2: feels just grown up enough. He has learned. He's
0: dealing with the repercussions of the actions he did. He's
2: internalized what has happened. But even
0: better, from from the moment he hides the newspaper behind the pillow,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: to the point where he assassinates the person,
3: yeah,
0: he has such distraught. Yeah, he is in his face. Yeah. That Pure is a hundred percent genuine. Yeah. Like the, he, like, I don't know if you can act pale. Yeah. If you like drain the blood acted from your head, pale, he acted <laughs> like he was about to get murdered.
2: Some people can cry on command, but you can't drain the blood from your head on command. That's hard. Acting right. Plus like he plus.
0: looked like he drained the head the the blood from his head yep. on command yep. in it's that funny. scene, and I'll, I was like, I was shocked yep. about how good that is. Yeah,
2: he is, he is like, it is a tremendous movie. It's got uh, uh, at least like there's there's so many memorable lines and moments, but you are guaranteed going to be heartbroken at the end in a way that you're not prepared for, no matter what we say to build it up for you. But if you see Jesse James forty nine first, then you better clear out your night because. You're not going to be able to do anything else but sob and sleep. (laughs) That's the end. (laughs) That is the end. And
0: by the way, sadness is a good thing to feel.
2: Yes. It's very, it may actually made me feel great. After about an hour after I saw this today, I felt incredible systemic relief.
0: Yeah. You you need to feel sad. Yeah. It's very cleansing. Sadness is a good thing to feel.
2: Yep. Really profound, incredibly beautiful movie.
0: And thank you, Eric.
2: Yeah, brilliant idea, dude. Great, great call.
0: Grazie. 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 Omni magazine. Right,
1: we're at three and a half hours. Number we're going to call <laughs> it <quick. laughs> well, a ah. Thank you, guys.
2: <laughs> the Rat Highway and all those mosquitoes. We have it all. Tiki torches, just the way you like them. And next Omni magazine. <laughs> Uh,
1: awesome. i'm guys, sure it's on guys. youtube they should look it up <clears throat> oh, man. all right guys you ready
0: all right drink talk drink